0: Hello, Tome Show listeners. This is Sam Dillon, your Tome Editor, and the DM of the D&D Brief podcast. D&D Brief is now going to be hosted on the Tome Show Network. To find back episodes, search under the Actual Play tab at thetomeshow.com. As always, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to D&D Brief. I am your dungeon master, Sam Dillon, and I am here with my four awesome players once again. Just real briefly, just in case this is someone's first time listening, do you all want to go around and say uh, what type of character you're playing and what their name is?
1: My name is Matt. I'm playing Konos Lenadeth, a cl elf warlock.
2: Hello, my name is Karu, and I am paying Marcel Duran, a Neutrinian sorcerer.
3: I'm Mina, and I play Emeryn Ornestra, and she is a human Tempest Cleric.
4: And uh, I play Axley Tillingquest, he is a halfling bard. Excellent.
0: And does anyone want to do a recap very briefly, two minute recap? That's a lot to cover in two minutes. What? I only have like two notes in my notes. Again? What are they? They were really hilarious last time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Axley and Konos investigated the pirate ship, stole quite a lot, including a metal crab submarine (laughs) machine and a handful of magical items. Handful.
4: (laughs) Yes, that's right. Magical Costco yes
2: Uh, and then my second note is I gave my last name to the pirates because I'm a damn fool
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh, anyone else have anything to add? that's actually a pretty good roundup of what happened
1: yeah so yeah, we we recovered Marcel's uh, captain's sword along with the the aforementioned awesome crab sub, which I think we called the Curiosity. That's right. And several other uh, awesome looking, awesome looking stuff. That, some of which we're still figuring out what it all does. Um, and then yeah, the pirates. So, sort of complained to the dock master about their ship being robbed. Um, and in the aftermath of that, uh, a couple of us were briefly deputized. And in the aftermath of all of that, um, we were encouraged to kind of get out of town. <laughs> sort of partly for our own safety, partly for everyone else's safety.
0: Okay.
3: A huge thing in my notes um, on the ship, we also found those like egg sacks that looked like they had uh, yeah. blue skin goblins in it. So that's like mm-hmm. six question marks after it in my notes. Yep,
0: I think that's pretty good. Okay, well, that is a pretty good recap. So, uh, you left Trast and Finn, possibly for the last time, and you are now traveling out of the bay. And you uh, you went around the northern sort of fork of of Trast Bay. And you picked up uh, Axley (laughs) and uh, the Curiosity, and it is now on your ship. And so now you are there with with all of your items. You've been sailing away in a general sort of um, uh, westerly direction, I'm assuming, although pretty, I don't know, pretty slow or pretty fast. I guess the question is, are you taking, you took enough time for everyone to attune to their items that they got, but... How much other time are you taking? Are you vacating the region quickly or slowly?
4: Well, I think we need to get while well, the getting's good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
4: So quickly. Especially okay. while the ship is down for the count. We, we, has yeah.
1: It. Yeah. Oh. It, it, as, as expeditiously as possible, I think. Want to get out. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I did okay. want to mention, I forgot to tell you about this. I meant to, um, mm-hmm. but I wanted to mention to Olgrat, to, if they do end up repairing the ship um not to get my father involved um if the shipwright guild came and like fixed the pirate ship i don't want my father to come down to the docks because they also know my name if they find out that he's my dad and i'm his daughter that could be a problem so at some point in time i mentioned that to olgrat like after everybody kind of leaves and we're generally getting
0: prepped okay um can you roll me a persuasion check? Can. <laughs> what is persuasion? I got a
3: natural twenty. Excellent. Wow. <laughs> On the first roll, so that's twenty-two total.
0: Okay. Uh, Olgrat is very open to your suggestion. He also thinks that is a fantastic idea. To uh, to not have buddies. Yeah, to not have you, um, to not have your family member, be a part of any kind of maintenance of that ship. So that's all.
3: Then I'm getting everybody on the ship when okay. we're
0: out. Okay. Uh anything else before everyone left? Was there anything else that uh, anyone wanted to do?
2: Uh, I, don't uh think so. I know there's some some people in our party staring at the halfling who actually wanted to get out as quickly as possible for completely different reasons. <laughs>
4: Why? Whatever do you mean? Which is <laughs> having stole the the, the car entirety of the valuable cargo from a band of vicious pirates. That's not a good enough reason.
2: <laughs> I mean, that sure is a good enough reason for the rest of us.
4: <laughs> you live very dangerously. That's not enough to <laughs> you want to leave down quickly.
0: <laughs> uh <laughs> I've been
4: running with these pirates before these these very pirates. They were they were this heavily
0: armed when you encountered them. Are you Um, asking, Marcel?
4: Yeah, yeah. These are the pirates that you encountered, right? That stole your, attacked your ship and stole your captain's sword. Yeah.
2: Um, Do they look? I mean, we said that they had. um, I mean, I never saw the thing we just stole, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. the rest seemed like it. I mean, they did take down the ship, and then, and I don't mean they just like kidnapped the ship; they destroyed it with
4: with cannon fire. Fire. And when did these blue goblin things show up? When did they? When did they come out of the? ship
2: they were part of the whole attack i believe
0: Mm -hmm. they were part of the crew
4: yeah i guess we we never made it deep enough to like the the cabin areas but strange that there that seemed like an incubating kind of egg sacs
2: yeah they had some of the crew were were the blue goblins not all of them but
4: yeah. and now we know they're affiliated with uh the house of what is it house of uh the eye symbol yeah adram i think yeah.
2: Yeah, that's
4: probably not good. <laughs> yeah, they're def- they're definitely coming after us. Not just for this reason, but because of the encounter we had with them on Crab Island.
2: If they even know about that right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, we did get. Did we get spotted with the like mirror thing, the the,
3: the projector? Or did they just hear? Yes. No, I think they, they
2: heard
4: and saw us. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, they. We can assume it's two A because they were responding to us.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, you're assuming that they saw you because he knew where to put the uh, the portal that they were trying to open. Yeah. The teleportation circle.
2: So we have two parties now that have seen at least part of our crew. Actually, yeah. they've seen pretty much because... No, they yeah. didn't see Axley and Konos, but they did see Nina. Um, oh, sorry, Marcel and um, Emren.
4: Yeah. When we were, I, the- I think it'll be very easy for them to to track us down and put two and two together because because we can assume that they came through that portal after we left, and they would investigate what island we were on, and these pirates were now able to ask around a port and they'll hear stories of a, well, numerous stories. Considering our crew were out bantering in the uh, the club talking about the giant crab we brought back, no, it was us.
2: <laughs> yeah, we weren't exactly low
4: key. No. <laughs>
3: And I we definitely big- like, talked to people about where we were going because we were inquiring about
4: yes. uh, Calport,
3: Calport a lot. Yeah.
4: yeah, we definitely left a trail. I, we, they'll, they'll definitely be setting sail to come after us for sure for numerous reasons.
3: Hopefully Olgrat can keep them busy for a while. Yeah, At least one party.
2: So I guess my question is, are we going directly to Calport uh, to try and beat them there? Because we had also heard some things about Temple Fest. I'm not sure if we were interested in seeing if there was anything there or if we decided there was not much at this point, not much reason to go there. Because there's supposed to be a temple of some kind
3: there. Yeah, I think it would be interesting to explore at a later date, but I don't think it's anything pertinent to what we're looking for at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. wasn't that everyone, wasn't that the place you wanted to go or was that in California the library
0: California's where I want to go, go. Okay. yeah temple fast is Tem- um, Tem- um, temple fast is where Taruma was saying that she got yeah. all of her ancient artifacts and that the thing that was special about that was that it was the ruins of a town that was known before the sinking as a place that welcomed all sorts of uh, temples and worshippers and whatnot so it has in those ruins um you know, basically the ruins of every type of temple you could ever imagine. Right. Or uh, the temples worshiping every type of deity that you could imagine.
2: So we could potentially mm-hmm. look for a temple that has, you know, eyes.
4: Yeah, that might be a good place to get some facts. And did we, did we leave much of a, a um, trail that we would be going there? It seems like there's not many people that would know that was a destination for us. They'd think we were just going right to Calport. Mm-hmm.
1: We talked about it with with Algret we talked about it with the um east, the Eastern Sun company maybe a li- maybe a couple people in the library
2: but we spoke more about Calport than Temple Fast and we got the map to get to Calport as well Temple Fast is closer yeah. it is a, what a few days I think from Trast Bay yeah
3: Calport was a long ways off the problem with going to Temple Fast is we push back our timeline to get to Calport and we don't have a whole lot of supplies cause we didn't stock up very well. Like we were going to sell some stuff and buy some stuff and that cause we were going to sell the black powder and that's when this whole started. Yeah. So we didn't get as much as we needed if we were going to do extra days cause we didn't have enough money.
4: So then maybe yeah. we need to go to the closer Location. Is that what you're saying?
3: I'd say if we book it straight to Calport, I think we have enough to make it there. But any stops on the way is going to be hard-pressed on food and water and supplies.
4: If we have enough supplies to make it, sure.
3: I think so. Yeah,
4: okay. we do so, not want to encounter the pirates on the high seas because they are definitely uh, we're outmatched. Right. So staying ahead of them might be a, a, uh, a good.
0: So, uh, so what you're telling me is you are or are not going towards Calport? We
2: are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, direct route to Calbor as probably leaving as fast as possible and pushing as much as possible, at least for a few days.
1: Yep. If possible, I would before we leave, I would just want to. Uh, Konos would want to just pen, a, write a very quick letter to his brother Teravol. Is he is is uh, portless on this island, or is it on a different island?
0: It's on that island, Gormer Island.
1: Okay. Yeah, and then he would just very quickly write you know, a quick little letter to his brother Teravol uh, and just say you know. I I hope you and your husband are well. I had recently arrived on Traston Finn a few days ago, was hoping to visit you, but I have found myself very suddenly called away. I'm sailing but may, sailing again, but maybe back in the next month or so. Perhaps we can meet each other again when I return. I am eager to try that human's wonderful cooking again.
0: Mm. <laughs> okay.
1: Have that sent before we before
0: we leave. Okay. If there's a courier or whatnot. Uh, you can probably give that to Olgrat and he can make sure that it gets sent over to Portless. Okay. So, um, so, right now, I have thrown up the map of the Gormer chain. You can see Traston Finn, and what you're telling me is you're going to go and head exactly in the direction to the left off of this map to head right. towards Calport, is that correct? And the map of the Calport region, these red lines that were on this map that the company, the Eastern Sun, provided for you. That puts you in a sort of uh, northwesterly direction, uh, and Calport is supposedly on the upper left corner of that map. So I guess the question is, do you want to avoid everything that's along this trade route? or
2: Considering it looks like there's a town um, in the middle there on that little island,
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We might want to
4: stop there to restock.
2: Yeah, and I wouldn't mind.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're if we're short on supplies, we could put ourselves in a very bad situation if we lose any supplies and we're out in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Also, it would be a bad thing if we if we went to a little out of the way stops and got behind them. That wouldn't be bad because I'm, I assume they're a faster ship than we are. So outrunning them is a dubious proposition. Versus if we just go out of the way, let them pass us, and then. We don't have to worry about them catching up to us
3: until we're on the island together. Yeah, we still have business on the island. We need to be able to go about our business and do what we need to do without being hindered. I would prefer to just
4: go straight. And didn't
1: they? And didn't they have more than one ship anyway? Or wasn't there one, more than one? One of the one ship flying those colors in that flag that we saw, or that, or I think Marcel has told us about.
0: So in in the port at Trast and you only saw the one ship. Uh, but the the silvertooth the silvertooth um, you know pirate clan basically uh, is a known pirate fleet i mean it's it's not a small, so you know there are other vessels at somewhere, but yeah. you know it's not as if any of you have experienced those as a fleet. you've only seen individual ships
4: yeah and, and our ship used to be a ship flying those colors, so we know there are at least a couple of them.
0: Well, you don't know that. All you know is that it was painted with the eye. You never actually saw it fly the flag of the silver tooth.
2: Right. So in the cargo hold, there was no sign of a flag with those colors on it. Right. So they're affiliated by, let's say, cult, not by... Yes,
4: group. yeah, the house of, Yeah. The, uh, those
2: units. I mean, as long as we have... Um, the supplies, I suppose we could make straight for it and like skip the island. It's still in the way. So.
3: I was going to say, why don't we just hold off until we get there? And then if we need supplies, we'll stop. And then if we don't, we'll keep going.
1: Yeah. See Mm -hmm. how we're doing after a while. See what we, see if we do need to change course or not.
0: At least it's there
3: for an option.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then my second question is while you travel, are you going to attempt to uh, correct the map that you have or are you just going because you're trying to get there? Yeah, absolutely.
4: That's knowledge. That's valuable. So we might as well take the opportunity to increase the knowledge that people can benefit from our our journey.
1: Yeah. I would definitely try to make as any updates as I can as we go.
0: Okay. All right. So, uh, okay. So you go on your way and so here's what I need from you. I organized myself before the session today. So I know where my, papers are famous last words
3: i'm gonna throw you off with a random question now uh,
0: you probably are <laughs> you gonna ask me about freaking Ian and tarsus again uh, <laughs> um okay so here's what i need from you for the first day first let me determine a couple of things so it is partly cloudy today and it's warmer than it's been for a while uh you know For several of the days that you were in Trast and Finn, it was rainy, rainy, rainy. There was a huge storm coming in. But the only real reason it was cold is because of the wind, okay? Um, Now you're out on the ocean, and it's even warmer, even though now, you know, you're sort of – the wind is what's driving you. So it's even theoretically more windy where you are, and you have less protection from the elements, but it feels warmer. So that feels – a tiny bit odd, but not so odd that you are panicking or anything like that. Uh, but the the wind um, is not very strong, which is maybe why it's so warm. But uh, your pace has slowed. So normally you can go three miles per hour, which would put you at 72 miles per day. Um, and you are slowed down to about two miles per hour right now. Uh, but that's not all that concerning because theoretically anybody else on the waves would also be going that slow uh, unless they had oarsmen or some sort of magical means of propulsion?
3: I was gonna say, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Um, So the ring I have allows me to control water. Mm -hmm. Would that potentially be a way of like propelling the ship forward? It's a concentration up to 10 minutes. So could I like kind of push the boat for 10 minutes every day?
0: Like Right before sunrise if I take like third watch or something. So the problem with that is that control water only lets you control an area that fills a cube up to 100 feet on a side. So oh, I guess that is big enough to fit the ship, right? <laughs> I'm just trying to think here. So it's if the ship bit, is 20
2: feet,
0: 80 feet long. Yeah. Yeah, you could actually
2: control the water around the ship.
0: You could. Mm-hmm. Cool.
2: <laughs> I can also give us a blast of wind for two minutes. It's not much, but we could probably at least pick up speed. Yeah,
4: that's definitely good for like trying to outrun something. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's not like in in a day one two because I can cast it twice. Two minutes of uh, wind. Yeah, n- mm-hmm. not that helpful in the
3: long run. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. But you should do it, like, right before a long rest so you don't waste the spell slots. Yeah. Ideally. And I'll do it right before sunrise, because mine resets at sunrise.
4: What's the range on that wind spell?
3: 300 feet.
4: So you could use it, like, to put a crosswind against someone else's sails, which would probably be more advantageous, because it would, like, stop them in their tracks. Right? Well... Oh, um,
2: Sorry. Not my that, spell. Huh? Yeah. Uh, my yeah. spell, Gust of Wind, is from me. So unless they were right behind us, yeah,
5: it's pretty close, or beside yeah.
2: us, it's not. I mean, it's yeah, because it's sixty feet long. So I like I could affect their sails if they were right beside us, but other than that, more mm-hmm. useful to to aim it at our sails. Okay, I'd probably have to sit like
0: at at least thirty feet away from the sails so I don't break it with the force of the wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last thing you want to do is rip the sails. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah
3: we will be casting Mending all day. <laughs> it's it's strong enough to
2: push someone 15 feet away from me. Uh, so it's a pretty strong wind. So yeah, to be careful with that. Mm-hmm.
1: As, as we're sailing, uh, I would want Otto to be kind of clinging onto the bottom of the ship and keeping an eye out for stuff coming from like what's below the ship to make sure there's nothing, no reefs or anything we're going to sail over or any other hidden dangers below us.
3: He
0: chilled back out. Yeah, has he? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's good. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, although uh, he doesn't like that sword that has the skull on the crossbar that showed up in the in the curiosity. Say we?
3: Did,
2: do you think we would have tried at least to like toss it overboard one day and see what Ooh, happens? I don't know
4: about that. It already it already showed up. When, decided to come with us so uh (laughs) we want to make it mad
1: (laughs) i'm not sure i even want to touch it
4: that's what i'm saying let's let's just let's put it down on like an ornate pillow and just put in a nice (laughs) airy sunlit area are you going to touch it to put it down
0: on that ornate pillow
4: (laughs) no but i can i can some oars (laughs) or something to
2: (laughs) (laughs) it showed up inside the uh Inside the Curiosity, didn't it? Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. It,
1: yeah, we yeah. left it on the pirate ship, and then it just appeared on, on the crab. So yeah. if, we're willing to, if we're willing to give up a bag of holding, we could try to get it into one of the bags of holding and then toss it overboard. Or <laughs> just put it in the air and see if it comes out of that.
2: Honestly, I think the first test we should do is taking it out of the submarine and seeing if it teleports back. Like, is it linked to the submarine, or was it just, I, I want to go with you guys?
4: Well, because when we first saw it, it was in the the treasure, the hold. Yeah
2: right so why did it teleport to yeah. the curiosity yeah. and not say beside one of us like that does anyone in the party have identified Mm-mm. i don't think so nope. oh boy
4: i don't think i can. I, I don't think i even learn it <laughs> i can't even if i had it i couldn't afford to cast the spell <laughs> <laughs> yep, a, that's the component cost.
2: <laughs> yeah
4: so that's what uh, we might not want to do nothing until we get to somewhere that someone can identify with it. The more we mess with it, because it obviously has some, it seems to have some kind of will of its own and we don't know what its intent is. <laughs> I
2: mean, my thing is maybe it's not that it has a will of its own, but maybe it's linked to one of the other magical items. we t- Cause mm-hmm. we had a lot of magical items inside the curiosity. So it may have teleported to be with something else we took. Yeah. We don't know what that is. Yeah, I mean,
4: if I were a pirate and I wanted to guard my treasure I would definitely want to put some curse thing in there that if someone came in and messed with my treasure, that it would at least maybe I could them up, up. or it would mess them up. Yeah. It, you know, yeah. Like
0: so the other, the other thing is there are some things that uh, you found at the end of the last session that you don't actually know what they are. Right.
4: Yeah. I have a little, list. So we have a few things that are worth noting that, that, you know, the, the big magic items kind of eclipsed, uh, all of the things we found, but we did get some stuff that's really good for the crew and for like future trading. We got a lot more jewels and jewelry, which we can, we can sell when we get to another port. I I have a small box with necklaces with rubies, sapphires. Also there was a necklace with large beads that was magical, but we don't know what it does.
2: I have a suspicion to what it is. Someone should be wearing that just in case.
4: Oh, okay. And then let's see—a uh, tuning fork chime of opening, which I d- haven't read about. I don't know what that is. And this was an, a very odd one, right? Cube-shaped item covered with the various sigils um, representing the the plateaus.
2: Yeah. yeah, I I have big suspicions. I know
4: what that is. Missing a couple pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, there was a weird.
1: Um, oh, there's I'm- like a strange uh like waves carved on it. There's a bunch yes. of candles. There's like a weird yes. ball of like rings or something.
2: I have one question about the cube. Uh,
0: when you said it has, it's just one side that's missing, right? Right. It's not even missing. It's incomplete. The other okay. sides have etched on them the symbols that the are plateaus. the typical arcane symbols used to represent the different plateaus.
2: Yeah. So the only... The only side that's missing pieces is the one with the symbol for the blue plateau.
0: Yes, blue plateau. Right.
4: And it radiates energy from all sides except the side that's missing the piece. Yes. So it seems like it's incomplete, yeah. right? Like it's, it needs a
0: missing piece. Right. So so I can tell you what those symbols look like if you Sure. If you want to know what they look like. Uh The symbol for the blue plateau looks uh, typically like a stylized wave, um, and it has uh, also an etching of like a like a strangely shaped letter B. It's in it's in an odd um, an odd script just above the arch of the wave. The symbol for the common plateau has uh, like almost like a plank of wood, and then like a sun symbol over it, very simplistic sun, sort of a circle with some spikes on it. Uh, And then it has a stylized sort of C from an odd script. Um, And the green plateau has uh, what looks like a tree trunk and some foliage at the top. And it has an odd symbol for uh, a a strange script that, that probably is meant to be the letter G, but it's not a script that is normally recognizable, other than the fact that you know that these are the arcane sigils that represent that plane. Uh, the dark plateau doesn't have a picture, it just has a sort of upside down arrow or an arrow pointing down, and then it has some sort of stylized hooky parts on the, on the crossbar. And the red plateau, which is one that you don't know hardly anything about at this point, has uh, flames, and uh, stylized F, um, and the the other one, the sixth side of this particular um, this particular square object, has a wooden door on it, a rectangular wooden door. And we don't know what that represents. Uh, correct. Um, so the uh, the other thing is, remember that uh, in the in the curiosity, when uh, when Axley was sort of cleaning things up, he found. A box, that's the box he found with the four small rods and the ring that he gave to Immerin. And in that compartment where that box was, wa- were also five buttons. And those buttons correspond to these symbols as well, minus the door, because there were only five buttons.
1: So the faces of this cube, does it look like they can be moved around or removed? Or is this the one that's missing just look like it's been broken off?
0: Uh, it almost looks like do you, ha, do you remember those sort of and I don't know if they even still make them but those sort of square puzzles that had like all of the it was like cut into 16 individual square pieces inside of this and and there was one missing and you could move them around to make the picture
1: Yeah oh, yeah a like sliding block puzzle yeah that's yeah. that's kind of what I'm thinking actually with this That's
0: that's what it's like Ooh,
1: mm. Ooh do I want to start m- mucking around with that <laughs> kind of
4: do interesting
3: we have like three normal days of sailing before we start <laughs> messing around with things Fair yeah much.
0: wait yeah. till you're Fair out enough. in the middle of nowhere to do it yeah <laughs> Fair
2: yeah let's wait until we're out in the middle of nowhere then blow up the ship
0: yeah <laughs> <I mean. laughs> so if we're,
1: if we're still at inside of the island somebody would at least see the fireball Just saying.
0: yeah okay so so on the first so we're still traveling for the first day um so i I'm assuming that you trust the accuracy of the current map that you have, because you're not even in the region where Calport is yet. So do you trust yeah. the, the first yes. map that you have? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so no one needs to verify the accuracy of that. Uh, what I do... Need is uh, I need a role for controlling the helm for whoever is doing that for the majority of the day. Probably me. So that's that will be a uh, wisdom survival check or a Hi. strength athletics check. And uh, if you use wisdom survival, you can um, you can have advantage if you have proficiency with water vehicles.
3: Um, I don't have proficiency with water vehicles, but I got an 18
0: okay. with survival. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, do you have a first mate that you or a you know a a, a wheelman that you have there to relieve you when you oh, need... no,
3: Probably, yeah.
0: Right, but what if what if all of you need to confer?
3: Um, I mean, I would assume we would have
0: somebody, yes. Okay, so you're going to designate one of your crew members. Who wants to create a character? A yeah, pilot's apprentice. Um, we don't have to create them yet. I just need to know that you actually have that, right?
3: Yeah, we'll okay. have one.
0: Okay. Um, what else is everyone doing during the regular day?
1: At some point during the day, I would give um, Emeryn the j- weird-looking javelin I found and said, I think you might enjoy using this. Um, I'll, I'll give you the javelin of lightning.
3: Cool. Uh, we don't have like the word, the, the spoken word that activates it, though, do we?
1: I think I do actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when you when you throw it, you got to yell "zing" really loud and 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 enthusiastically.
4: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and what happens? It doesn't go off and says, "No, no, one more time. This time with feeling." <laughs> <laughs>
1: it says the ability will not activate properly so there could be drawbacks so oh, great
3: oh, good <laughs> um, interesting okay <laughs> thanks for thinking of Nikonos but I'm probably not the best person to have this um it's 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 in my realm but I'm not very good at throwing things um. A.K.A. my dex is really
1: low. <laughs> well, this you actually don't need to be. Um, really? Yeah. So it's so if you, whatever you throw it, you just throw it and it just streaks out in a straight line. And anything right in the path of it has to just do a dex save or take damage. Huh. Actually, hand. I'm sorry, oh, I'm sorry. Hand. Um, scratch. Okay, so you do have to make a ranged weapon attack against the intended final target of the throw. Okay. On a hit, the target takes an extra forty-six lightning. So it sounds like okay. So it sounds like the, you you attack with it, and whatever you're actually targeting, you have to roll an attack roll. But anything else that's in the path of it uh, has to do a dex save.
0: Gotcha. And the path is like five feet wide. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It basically turns into a giant lightning bolt, a giant yeah. sideways lightning bolt. Interesting.
1: I can send you the notes
4: i You throw it, but does it come back? Is it just a one
1: use?
0: I was going to say, does it... You you uh have to go get it. Retrieve it. Because when it hits the final target, that's when it reverts back into a regular javelin.
4: Oh, wow. Gotcha. So that was pretty specific.
3: Yeah. I
2: remember not liking that property of the javelin of lightning and making my own javelin of lightning.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes.
2: Mostly because I was trying to avoid trying to equip my characters with something that they could use at range so they weren't stuck hi person I can't hit I can't do anything in <laughs> this battle because I only have <laughs> melee <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah
1: catch yeah yeah the drawback is also it's one it's you only get to use it once per day
0: yeah it's basically a great weapon for a pers- for a lower level person who uses javelins yeah
4: yep. and it's so, a like first strike throw it and then pull out your melee weapon and then Hopefully, you survive the fight to be like treated afterwards. Right. <laughs> and right.
2: the
0: thing is, you can also use it as a melee weapon. Mm-hmm. And it's yep. still a, isn't it, plus one? Yep. Yeah. And I mean, I it, it's, you know, it's it counts as a, as a magical damage when you turn it into a lightning bolt. So, so if you're a low level, individual and you don't have any other way to do magical damage, then it's it's a nice little addition to the repertoire. For
2: the longest time, my, my first ranger character was using a javelin of Lightning as her main weapon because it was the only magical thing she had. Yeah. <laughs> for that precise reason.
1: Right. There, there's the notes.
2: But worst comes to worst, we can always hand it to um one of the uh, senior people on the ship. Yeah,
0: to use. yeah
3: I was going to say maybe one of the um, people he hired should have it.
0: Yeah, that's what I said actually in the Discord when yeah. he yeah. when Konos said he was gonna maybe give it to Imran and I said you might be better off just giving it to one of the, your uh, harpooners. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: yeah, okay. whoever's whoever's the best harpooner uh, we've got, uh, we'll get we do it. a contest. We'll get
2: that.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, it's a good idea. That'd
2: be fun. Prize <laughs> magical
3: weapon. I'm sure all of them will try. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll hold on to it for the time being, but we'll okay. probably hand it off
0: so before it, we get more dangerous. It takes you a couple of days to get out of the region that you're used to being in. So the the area that you're in that has Trast and Finn in it is called the Gormer Chain, and that that area you're about to leave it, based on the map, and you said you trusted this map. So based on this map, you're about to leave that area and move into the, the Calport region after a couple of days. Okay. Uh, So on the third day, you run into a thunderstorm. The second day is much like the first The third day has a thunderstorm. Um, But it's a warm thunderstorm. It's very tropical feeling.
1: Would I know if that, indicates we're potentially sailing into some kind of, like, greater storm, like a hurricane or something like that?
0: It does not appear that you're sailing into a greater storm. It's just the sort of typical weather patterns.
2: Okay. Would the storm be slowing us down for that day?
0: In this case, it actually speeds you up because it's extremely windy, mm, nice. but visibility is very bad. Okay. Uh, so, all right. <laughs> uh someone roll me a d20 (laughs) (laughs) whoever wants to do it everybody needs to agree
3: (laughs) whoever wants to blame (laughs) i roll twice i'm out
1: 17
0: (laughs) 17 okay die
4: is cast
0: (laughs) all right
2: you don't want me rolling for that (laughs) unless low is good
0: (laughs) uh okay so um The storm in the mid-afternoon has become um, much stronger than you thought it was in the beginning. And so what I need is a group check, and this is going to uh, be—so the captain will make an intelligence check, and if you have water vehicles, you get to add your proficiency The First Mate will make a Charisma check, and you can either use Intimidation or Persuasion, depending on how you want to boss around the crew. The uh, Bosun, which, let me remember what what roles we assigned everyone here.
2: I'm the Bosun, First Mate, was Konos, Captains, Emerin.
0: Okay, so the Bosun is going to make a Strength check, and Mm -hmm. if you have Carpenters or Navigators tools, you can add your proficiency. (laughs) Okay. And actually, you're the final person. You are going to make a wisdom nature check. And I will make a crew check. And this is a group check, which means that um, more of you have to succeed than fail.
2: Do okay. I get advantage if I have both carpenters and navigators?
0: Uh nope, because it's a group check. Uh eleven persuasion. Nature's an intelligence check, All
4: right? Not
0: wisdom. The D C is fifteen.
2: Well, that was a 10 for me. It's a 5 for me. Oh. This
0: is not... uh,
4: that was a, a 2 for me. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs>
0: so Every weird. single one of us failed. I rolled a 12.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Don't weather our first storm very well. Oh,
2: hold on. I rolled a, 12, a d12.
0: Oh. <laughs> Um, (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't even matter because even if you succeed more of us failed
2: that's fair Um, (laughs) still i got a 16 this time so at least we had one success
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're now wondering marcel is like oh what what did i get myself into (laughs) (laughs) uh okay so ouch um all right this this is a total failure condition here Here's the total failure condition. The ship's components, that is, the hull, the masts, the sails, the rigging, each take 10d10 damage.
5: (laughs) Oh, wow. The
0: crew's quality score decreases by 2, and 10% of your crew is washed overboard and lost.
1: Oh, god. Oh. Oh, crap.
0: You are also blown off course, and so you might become lost. So catastrophic failure. That was Even not
3: fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Say that again? Uh, no, uh, untested uh, crew.
2: Yeah. So we had 16 crew members. Does that mean we lose one?
0: Yes, you lose one. One and a half.
2: One
0: point.
1: One
2: point 1.6. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said one and a halfling. <laughs> oh,
1: no. Uh-oh.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. Why am I
4: always the rounding
0: error? <laughs> uh, all right. That was very unpleasant. So what I need you to do is tell me what you're doing to get the crew's morale back. Um,
4: I'm going to cook a nice stew and flavor it up nicely with uh, the extra seasoning and make it really nice for the for the people that weathered the storm.
3: I'm going to make my rounds and cast cure wounds on anybody that needs uh, bolstering.
0: Oh, we also need to do one other thing. Uh, roll a Constitution Saving Throw with a DC of 10.
3: 20. Almost.
0: Eight. Yeah, everyone. Sorry. Uh, uh, I'm going to use my luck
4: because I failed it. <laughs> uh,
0: 11.
4: I still failed it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that sucks.
4: I rolled uh, a five. So. Oh,
0: jeez. If you failed, you are seasick. Ugh. And you just gained one level of exhaustion.
1: Would being a sea elf give me any kind of advantage on that?
0: Um, Yes, you can roll with advantage. Doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> Less. Wait, so then I guess the answer is back? no. It didn't give you any advantage. <laughs> nope.
1: <laughs> Not in this case. Was
2: I the only one that didn't get seasick? I didn't get seasick. Oh, okay. Well, now we definitely need that stew. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sure some of the crew are also
4: seasick. <laughs> Dehydrated. Yeah,
0: yeah. You sustained quite a bit of damage, so uh, everyone who is not sick or injured is working on fixing the ship. But you're almost dead in the water as a result of damage, or just yeah, because of the storm because of the damage. Uh, so it's going to take about uh, to get everything back to normal, or at least uh, well enough to take, make your regular pace. It's going to take five hours.
2: Yeah, we'll get to it. And at least we have some people who can just go jump into the water and fix things from outside as well.
1: Yeah, I can definitely be helping with that. Like any any under underwater level damage, I can be more help. Work on.
3: I can help as well. I can grow gills. <laughs> I can't long long breathe I underwater.
2: I can't breathe underwater, but I can hold my breath for uh, three minutes.
3: No, five minutes. You should probably stay on board to direct everybody. Yeah, that's
0: and then Konos and I can handle anything underwater that needs fixed. Uh, everybody, want to roll me a perception check?
3: Sure, if you're under, if you're underwater,
0: sun. if you're underwater fixing things, you have advantage.
3: Have
0: advantage. That's a uh, fourteen from me.
1: Six again.
0: The natural one. <laughs> All of you need to throw one. your dice away. <laughs>
3: Well, I rolled a natural 20 the first roll of the night, and now it's just gotten progressively worse.
1: To be fair, dice hard dice, which is what I'm using, do usually make very good dice. <laughs> Exceptional quality, I should say. <laughs> Mine,
0: just, I'm rolling case, decently, you know. Just in
1: case they want to sponsor us, but yeah. For <laughs> some reason, night's
4: off. Is this a passive
0: wisdom perception check? Is that what we're rolling? No, it's active. It's
4: active. Oh, okay. So 16 for me.
0: Actually, when... Uh, so Konos and... Imarin are under the ship trying to make some repairs. What are you doing?
3: Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Did I get advantage because I was underwater? Yes. Sorry. Oh, that's way better. That's a 23.
0: Okay. Oh, nice. Or 21. 22. Karu, what did Marcel get? 14. Okay. I'm probably on one of the upper deck okay. directing people. And where's where was Axley? Was Axley yeah, in I'm the... If I'm not busy
4: cooking, if the, if it's if meal turns over, then I'd be up on, on decks trying to Secure things that got loosened or clear okay.
0: Debris. Uh, Marcel is on the ship, and uh, Marcel and Axley are on the upper deck. And as you're, you're sort of trying to keep an eye on the on the ocean uh, because even though you know the st- the major portion of the storm has dissipated, but it's still kind of rainy and the the um, visibility is really really bad and you're just trying to make sure that Konos and Imarin are going to remain safe and that there's there are no large threats. You're also tr- still trying to steer the uh, the crew and give them directives in terms of what's happening and what they should be doing. And you see something move under the water, and it's pretty fast, and you're relatively positive that it was a humanoid form. And underwater... Imran and Konos are trying to, you know, just inspect everything and make sure that any of the damage that was seen inside uh, hasn't cracked the outer hole or led to any major damage from the outside, scraping nasty barnacles off and things like that. And at one point, there is a piece of the hole that looks like it's compromised in some way, and Konos is trying... Really, really carefully to re- to fix that without making it worse, and you know, sort of test how bad that damage is and what it's going to need to repair it. Uh, and he can't get the board to sort of shift back because of the different difference in water pressure. Uh, and Imran is trying to assist. And then Imran, out of the corner of your eye, you see a humanoid form swimming towards you very quickly. And then the next thing you know, it's basically next to you, and It looks at you, and it acknowledges your presence. And this humanoid-shaped creature is a... It has a sort of... It it has scales, very fine, thin scales. And it has the snout that kind of... It's basically the shape of a crocodile, an alligator. Oh, good.
3: Okay.
0: And it is swimming very, very quickly. It doesn't have fins, uh, but it, the, the the belly and, and anterior portion of this creature looks a little bit more sort of light greenish, and the back is sort of a darker blue. Uh, and it's very, very muscular, and it's wearing a shell necklace, and it has, you know, like its feet are almost like fins. And it swims over to where Konos is, and it tries to help Konos reposition whatever that holds piece is that's out there. So roll a history check for me for Konos and Imran.
2: In the meantime, since I saw this, I would probably like signal actually uh, there was something on the water and I'll rush to the side of the ship that I, I saw it on and send a message to uh, Imran I saw a humanoid figure heading your way. Is
3: Are you, are you guys okay? And it's literally just helping, uh, right
0: now as far as it looks like
3: okay i reply back i'm like i think we're okay for the time being as much as i can speak underwater <laughs> i think we're okay uh be on guard but uh we have assistance
1: i rolled an eight for history so initially i think it's just emeryn trying to give me a hand like, like whoa oh hang on that's that's different
3: <laughs> um i rolled an 18 okay
4: yeah i'm gonna jump in the water
0: <laughs> oh, God. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like it seems help. like they're all... <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, posting a picture, basically, of what this creature looks like, although the one that you see is not uh, holding a staff like this. And for those of you that uh, listen to this in podcast form, I will post a link to the image so that you can look at it if you'd like to. Um, so, what was your what was your history roll, Imran? Eighteen. And uh, Konos, what was your eight? Um, Konos, you can roll with advantage since you are a waterborne creature.
1: Okay, uh, thirteen.
0: Okay. Uh, so you recognize this creature as the group of creatures known as the Haka, which are a reptilian race of individuals who. Uh, live on islands, but they also are able to easily move through the water, and they swim very fast.
3: Okay. Uh, would I know what language they speak if they speak at all? Uh,
0: the Hawka have their own language, uh, but a lot of them, because they do have, uh, ch- they do trade with several of the of the other races that are terrestrial races. They, a lot of them speak common, although you're not sure if this particular individual speaks common. Okay.
1: I'll speak to him and say, appreciate the help. Can you tell us more about where we are?
0: Uh, he nods and he points up.
1: Okay. Like up at the surface?
0: Yeah. The surface of the water.
1: Does uh, is he, is he me, wants me to swim up or?
0: Uh, probably. Actually, okay. you jumped over and you land in the water and you see Konos in front of this large humanoid with a crocodile head. Do I know what it is from history? You can make a history check for me. Is this considered common history? The knowledge that they exist, yeah, it actually probably is. Okay. So, advantage nine, 14 uh, plus, so 16. Yes, you know that this is a haka, although. It's possible you have never seen one in real life and you didn't realize how large they actually are.
4: Okay. And I can see that they're talking underwater or they appear to be communicating?
0: Uh, you just see the, the reptile pointing up. You don't okay. actually That's hear nice. any conversation.
1: And then Konos starts swimming upwards at that point.
0: Imran, are you following? I'm just going to look at actually like... and am up.
3: i <laughs> follow. <laughs> um,
0: Marcel, you see Konos breach the surface of the water and then you see a Hawka breach the surface of the water and then you see Imran and Axley come up. We found some help. <laughs> do I know these guys too? Um, Probably. <laughs> I mean, you, you're at least familiar with what they are. You, It's possible you've never had any personal interaction with them but you do know that they are very clan-based and, um, you know, they, they organize so similar
2: themselves. Similar to the in that
0: sense yeah exactly, and they and they mm-hmm. sort of have a similar um you know respect for clan elders and and things like that that become sort mm-hmm. of you know some of their driving moral tenets are about honor of the clan and things like that
2: i'll uh I'll drop a
0: ladder down, okay, who's going up first?
4: I can go
2: up okay,
0: the actually, they left you down in the water with the crocodile,
4: okay, I'll wait and see what it does. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It looks at you.
4: <laughs> uh, we're out of the water, right? So I'll say in common, welcome to our ship.
0: <laughs> uh, he he opens his, his mouth and uh, he says something that you think maybe was similar to or an attempt to say thank you. Uh, but it kind of didn't sound exactly the way that you would want it to say or that would be as easy to understand. Okay. I'll motion to the latter. He says, after you. Once again, in a sort of garbled, uh, not entirely pronounced correctly version of Common. Okay, I'll swim over to the ladder and go up. Okay, he follows you, and now that he's standing, you all are now on the deck, and now that he's standing uh, on the deck, you see that he is seven and a half feet tall, and extremely muscular, but very, very thin.
2: Well, Matt, where's the rest of your people?
0: He points... Off the starboard side. Are we close to land? Uh, he, you could, it could you could tell he's trying to sort of process what's what's being said. Uh, he says, mm, "Fishing waters. The clan is that way." <laughs> <He> points <laughs> repairs, and he kind of points to the deck. Uh- Do you speak Aquan? Uh, Yes. I switched to Aquan. Is it easier for you to speak in Aquan? (laughs) Uh, He kind of relaxes a little bit. Like he (laughs) can understand that just perfect. Oh, good. Uh, Yes. Yes. Uh, You have trouble with your hull. My clan's that way. We can tow you. That would be good. I'm not sure we have
2: much uh, we can use to repay for help, but we could
3: use the help. The storm hit us pretty hard.
0: You're not sinking. You can keep going, but we can help that way.
3: I was going to say, I also speak offline because of the ring. Um, so, so do I. Oh, cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I was going to offer to translate for anyone who, who doesn't. but
4: Because I'm the only one who can't join this party. <laughs> <laughs> you have common languages. I do. <laughs>
3: um, I ask him... Uh, you've seen the damage that was done. How long do you think it would would take to repair? Uh,
0: not long, but it could be trouble if you keep going. We have a long ways to go, so it might be better if we
2: fix the damage done to the ship now. I would agree.
0: How
1: how far away uh, would we have to sail to reach you all?
0: Hard to say. The storm threw me off, too. Let me go get some helpers and we'll tow you. I'll be back in one hour.
1: As we're talking, do I get... Can I sense if he is uh, genuinely offering to help us?
0: You can do an insight check.
1: Right.
0: How much? Um, he seems genuine. He's as he's talking and and it's becoming more clear, you know, his speech pattern and whatnot. It dawns on you. He's very young.
4: I'll offer him a bowl of
0: hearty stew
4: before he heads off.
0: Uh, do you have it in your hand?
4: Oh, is he, no. Is he going to leave immediately?
0: Yeah, no. he's going to jump off the side oh. and, and dive into the water. Oh okay. But if you have it, he might eat it. I'll ask him if he would like a meal. Uh what's in it? I, mean, I don't know what.
4: <laughs> what
2: probably
0: to- mostly seafood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, maybe some vegetables. We're only 3 days out from port, so we probably still have vegetables. <laughs> uh he says uh no, I'll I'll catch lunch on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> uh do we want to send someone with him
4: who could keep up?
3: I can. I, I, like I, a, I, I. What's your swim speed? Thirty feet. Mine's forty. With the ring, this ring is great, guys. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> no, yeah, mine's forty. I can probably keep up a little better. I okay. do. I turn to him and ask, "Do you want someone to accompany you?"
0: Uh, it's better if no. We need to make a official presentation, a formal presentation of you. If you come with me, it'll take. A long time to come back. I'll leave you to it then. He nods, and then he jumps up and over the edge and dives into the water. Oh my god, I love him. And you see him (laughs) swim away very, very fast like a rocket. I'm going to jump back down
3: and continue trying to repair what I can. Emron's really frustrated at this point. Likewise, <laughs> Ryan, like, she's trying likewise. to hold it together and she's doing okay in front of people, but she's really angry. Okay. I just look
2: at oh. the rest of the ship. Okay, stop staring. Go back to work. <laughs> 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 I'll,
3: I'll,
1: swim back, I'll swim back down with Emerin, Just nothing else to make sure she doesn't knock any, any new holes in the ship. <laughs>
5: okay.
2: While she's- Everyone was just pretending to work while
0: staring at this guy. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably those sailors. None of your crew has probably seen a Hawka. Uh, actually, are you gonna look at that box of rods? The ones that have the buttons on them? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, you found a you found a box in the in the you saw a panel and you removed the panel and there was a box in there. That box had four rods and a ring. And then there were buttons behind the panel. That those control something with the curiosity. Yes, the you rods you, you haven't actually name? looked at.
4: Yeah. We're worried about those buttons being some kind of weapons or offensive damaging things. So we don't want to experiment with those until we...
0: Right. But the still. rods are in a little box. They're not part of the curiosity.
4: Oh, they're just loose rods?
0: They're what they're they not loose. Them? They were in a little case. There were four rods and a ring in there. Yeah. Oh,
4: what do they look like they're made of?
0: Um, They are three inches long, and one of them is made of a dull silver-colored metal. One of them is made of a light-colored wood, and it has indecipherable sigils burned into it. One of them is made of a jet black, some type of jet black metal. And another one is uh, made of silver, and it it has a goat figurine, a silver goat figurine. each end. They're about three inches long. So there's two silver ones? Yeah, there's there's, uh, the first one's a dull silver colored metal. The second one is a light colored wood with sigils uh, burned into it. The third one is very, very dark jet black and the last one is silver, but it's shiny silver, not dull. Can I cast Comprehend Languages to read the symbols? Um, No, because it's not uh, it's not writing like in a language. It's just decorative sigils put on it
4: well yeah i mean they they, i don't want to push the buttons not knowing
0: (laughs) no the buttons are part of the curiosity so what happened was you were you were cleaning up the place right and making sure that everything was still working and all that stuff because you you guys had kept the thing underwater for a long time and whatnot so you got it onto the ship and you were cleaning it up and you found a hidden panel that you had not seen before that was under the regular handles to control the contraption. And inside that panel, when you remove the panel, inside are five buttons. Those are part of the curiosity. Also, inside that hidden panel, that secret compartment is a box. Inside the box, when you open it, there are four three-inch rods and a ring. You gave the ring to Immerin. The four so those, rods. Those, are those
4: rods are smaller than a normal like a wand, say. Right. right. That's right. They look like they connect together in any way?
0: Well, you, nobody's picked them up yet. They're all all—they're still just sitting sort of on the, these velvet holders in the box. Oh, okay. I'll pick them up and examine them. Which one?
4: The wooden one, with the bird. Uh
0: When you pick it up, it extends out to be a one-foot-long rod. And now, out of the sigils... You can read a phrase, and the phrase is, I was lost, but now I'm found. And the rod, when it's extended all the way out to one foot, has caps on both ends, just basic iron bands capping the rod. There is also uh, the burned sigils now, almost, they look like they're gold inlaid now, rather than sort of burned and stamped into the wood. They look like they were carved, and then it's got gold filigree in it. If I set it back down, does it? Shrink and fit back in the spot? If you move it back towards the box, it will revert back down to the three-inch piece of wood. All right.
4: Well, I'll I'll take the box that has them in it up on deck, and I'll just wait for everybody to come back aboard.
0: Okay. Everybody's back aboard.
4: (laughs) All right. I'll present it and say, hey, um, everybody here, grab a rod. (laughs) Oh, good.
3: (laughs) (laughs) How big in, like, diameter are they? Like, do they feel like something would fit in them, like maps or anything?
0: No, no, they're, they, none of them, well, you haven't touched one yet, but um, they are a roughly one and a half inches in diameter.
1: I'll take the, i will take the one with the the goat figurines on them, on each, on each end.
0: Okay. Uh, when uh, you pick box. it up, when you pick it up, it extends out to be, about a foot and a half long. And on the side of it, you see the phrase, I need advice, written.
1: (laughs) I'll just look at it and say, you're not the only one.
3: (laughs) (laughs) After I watch that happen, I'm going to pick up the jet black one.
0: Okay. It extends out to be about a foot long and stamped into the side of it is the word dark and quiet, or I guess the phrase dark and quiet.
4: Okay. i've already done the wooden um, one so that leaves only one left yeah
0: <laughs> i'll grab the dull silver metal one when you pick it up it becomes a foot and a half long and it feels pretty heavy and written on the side of it is the word stop
4: <laughs> do these seem like they're wands like magic wands but why would they start from such a small size make them easier to transport yeah, and when you put them back towards the box, at least the wooden one shrunk back to its
0: original small shape and size.
1: I'll cast uh, Detect Magic and see if any of the four rods or the box have magical auras on them.
0: You don't need to. You can tell they're magical just by the way that they extend out. Okay. Um, Do these seem like activation words or phrases? They might be.
3: Do they That's all kind of have like, the stoppers on the end?
0: The dull silver metal one does not. Okay. The, um, the wooden one... It only looks like it has them when it's fully extended and they look like basic iron bands. The jet black one does not. And the, the bright silver one, it doesn't really have bands because it has the two figurines has figurine of a goat on each side.
4: Interestingly enough, all of the phrases seem very utilitarian. They're not, it's not like a offensive seeming,
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we must stop, like stop swinging
0: around. Yeah. You're going to swing it around? Which one?
4: Yeah.
0: I have the black one. Nothing happens.
1: I'll just kind of hold mine up a little bit, like, I'm holding up a torch and just speak the phrase, I need advice.
0: You're holding it up where?
1: Um, Just kind of like holding it, it's like it's pointing up straight up, like I'm holding a torch.
0: Okay. Um. Alright. As Konos lifts it up and says, I need advice... Out of the top of the rod, an enormous goat jumps <laughs> out of the rod and lands on the deck about five feet away. It just literally jumps out, flies through the air, and lands on the ground on the deck. And it sort of looks around, and then it shakes. You know you know how that dogs do that thing where they shake, and they begin shaking in the front, and then they shake all the way back to the tail? That's what this goat does. And then it turns... And it says, ah, there you are, there you are. Yes, very nice to meet you. What do you need advice about? Perhaps where to find the nearest bit of land?
1: Yeah, that's a good place to start. Um, oh
0: who, are, who are you? <laughs> well, I am Tardius. Sorry, say that again. Toddius.
1: Pleasure to meet you. I'm Konos. Have you been in that Rod for a while.
0: Very, very nice to make your acquaintance. And he sort of does this weird sheep bow, where he puts his <laughs> oh paws God. across and he sort of bows.
3: What is happening?
0: <laughs> he says, "Ah, oh, well, I've been in there for a little bit of time, yes, but uh, don't don't worry, I'm not stuck inside the actual rod. You know, there's a there's a very nice house for me uh, in my regular." Home area. Okay. What would you like advice about, my good man?
1: Um what direction is the nearest land from here?
0: Well, I think it's that way. And he sort of lifts up his arm and points his Points a hoof. His hoof, yeah. What,
4: what, what about how we avoid the pirates that are gonna be chasing after us?
0: <laughs> well, that's a whole different question now, isn't it? I think okay. the best way to avoid them would to be to go where they are not. <laughs> I
3: love it. <laughs> I am dying, <laughs> dying over here.
0: <laughs> so, if anybody wants to do a uh, history check to see if you've ever heard of Tatius, you can do so. Yeah. Okay. I got, goat.
3: I got another natural twenty. I'm not kidding.
1: <laughs> am I still? Am I still exhausted?
0: Yes, you are still exhausted. Oh, uh, then
1: that's only a nine.
0: Actually. Uh what history is. I got a nineteen. And Marcel. I got a seven. I have no idea. Uh what's a and Axley have heard legends about um a several hundred year old goat <laughs> who was <laughs> the companion of a gnome wizard named Tephetus who uh, who founded one of the ancient schools of wizardry before the sinking, like multiple centuries before the sinking. And the way that's, the way that manifests itself now, of course it sounds like children's fairy tale. Uh, um, but yeah. basically um, in the, in the gnomish lore, the, uh, 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 goats are seen as symbols of strength and loyalty and they are welcome good omen signs and Tadius was apparently the companion of Tafetis and was an intelligent goat who you know h- helped him when he needed help or something <laughs> you, that's pretty much all you got I'm sorry what was the
3: wizard's name again?
0: Uh, Tafetis T-A-F-E-D-I-S okay. he he uh, the, the school of wizardry that he founded was called the Havel Arcana. The Havel Arcana. H-O-V-E-L Arcana.
3: Okay. So when the goat jumped out of the rod, mm-hmm. um, Emorin definitely dropped hers and like stared at <laughs> this. Then started remembering this and kind of sidled over to Axley and was kind of like, do you remember that one guy that was telling us about uh, the goat that was... This guy's uh, partner, do you remember that? I'll call
4: something about it, but this is like out of legend from hundreds of years ago.
3: Yeah, that's not supposed to be something real.
0: Okay. Right about yeah, that time, talking. he, he <laughs> looks around and you hear him go, I say, does anyone have any nosh? It's been quite a while since I've had anything to eat.
4: Oh, one moment. I'll go fetch him a bowl of stew
0: really worried
3: about what's going to come out of the rest of
4: these. Yeah, I'm going to ask him. I'm going to motion to the rods and say, so you came out of one of these rods. What, what, are, what are these other rods for?
0: Well, um, I suggest you try to activate them and find out. I, I really have no idea.
1: Were you stuck in there? Can you come and go as you please? Do you prefer being outside or inside? Or?
0: Well, this is just a... Um, this is just a way to call me. I don't live in the rod. So are there many rods like this that exist, and each of them calls you in turn? I, well, I really don't know. I suppose you'd have to ask Tephedus. Where, <laughs> yeah.
4: where would we find him?
0: Uh, well, last time I saw him, he was in a giant airship flying around in an enormous balloon. That's been, oh, gee, quite some dozens of centuries ago now probably he still be alive well i'm still alive i suppose he could be gnomes well well i guess i don't know how long gnomes live but you know sometimes magic sustains you if you know what i mean
1: i would s- i would say that the notion of an airship seems rather ludicrous but then we did just find a giant tin can that turned into a giant crab sub so what do i know <laughs>
3: At this point, everyone's going to walk away and watch for um, our <laughs> friend. She's going to walk to the front of the ship and just keep an eye out for help.
0: Okay.
4: So, so far, it seems this rod has the ability to summon this, this talking goat that doesn't really have the ability to answer any questions.
0: <laughs> oh, how dare you? I think I've answered every question that you've asked. But you've called me from my home and you've put me on this crazy ship in the middle of the ocean. I'm not sure exactly what questions I'm supposed to be answering.
1: Don't take this the wrong way. We, we didn't exactly mean to call you. We, we, we didn't know, that, we didn't know what, what, this rod, what any of these rods do. We only just recently came into, the, came into possession of them.
0: Well, well, if you want to know what they do, I suggest you activate them. Would you like me to try? No.
1: <laughs> emeryn you want to give yours a, give yours a, a spin?
0: No, thanks.
3: I call back.
1: <laughs> no fun. Yeah.
3: Emerin's starting to write in her journal, and then she like suddenly gets back up and spins back around because she has a question.
4: <laughs> I mean, I, uh, no offense, uh, T- tadius but it seems like if I were to ask you the question. How do, we, how do we find something specific that we're looking for? Your answer would be something in the neighborhood of, well, go look for it.
0: <laughs> well, if you ask such inane questions, I suppose you'll get inane answers. I have a question. Yes.
3: Um, who was the last person you spoke to? Who was the last person that activated this uh, summoning device?
0: Well, I don't know. You see, they activated it and called me forth, but then they tried to put me in a cage, and you know I don't take too kindly to that. So I left right away, and I didn't go back. I didn't really wait around to catch their name. That's uh, why I. You- that's why I jumped so widely out of this one. I was afraid, perhaps they were trying to cage me again. Uh, can you describe what they looked like? Well, not really, because they were behind a veil. A veil. Yes, everything was veiled. That's why they were. They had to catch me with magic, and I barely escaped. Everything was veiled. I could not see it. How long ago was this? Do you know? Uh, not really. I mean, my sense of time is very different from your own, probably. She's going to walk
3: away again, frustrated that nothing got <laughs> answered. <laughs> was,
4: was the world covered in all this ocean the last time you burst Ooh, forth? Good question.
0: He uh, pauses to listen to the answer. I don't really know, but it did smell quite fishy where I was. When they tried to cage me. So possibly.
4: Excellent.
3: Oh my God. This is day three, everyone.
4: (laughs) Do you know anything about that strange sword over there with the skull handle? Where is it? On that pillow. (laughs) Lounging (laughs) against the the sunny area of the mast.
0: (laughs) You have it. You have it laid out on a pillow somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Get some fresh air. <laughs> uh, he'll he'll walk over to it, and uh, he gets about two feet away from it, and then he says, "Hmm. Well, um, that sounds and smells like something I don't want to get very close to." <laughs> it seems to be following us, though. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> how long has it been following you?
1: Since we found it, about three or four days ago.
0: Ah, yes. Well, that's we, that's we, not good news.
1: Yeah, we found, we found it on another ship. We didn't touch it. We left it. But then later, it was here. It somehow got itself here.
0: Ah, well, I think it's supposed to be yours, then. Okay. Any idea how we can get it to stop following us? Well, if it's supposed to be yours, and... It wants to be yours, then I don't think you can. Well, not without a great deal of trouble. I mean, if you really want to know how, I can tell you. It won't be simple, though.
2: Oh, We don't even use swords, do we? I mean, I guess a couple of us can use... A couple of you can actually use swords. Oh, I I mean...
0: Because I'm wearing a rapier. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, sometimes... Sometimes things just choose you. Uh, Surely the halfling understands that concept, yes?
4: But for good or bad is what we're trying to determine. It sounds like you're implicating that if we could get rid of it, we should.
0: Well, considering uh, you don't want to get anywhere close to it. Well, I don't want it following me back home, that's for sure.
4: (laughs) We're just trying to determine if it's a danger to us and the crew or the ship.
0: Well, it's a danger, of course, but you can't get rid of it so easily.
4: I'll bite.
1: How would we get rid of this?
0: Well, if you really want to get rid of a sword like that, you're going to have to throw it back in the forge that it was created in. How oh, is that kind of item, isn't it? Uh. I'm not sure if a forge exists.
2: I mean, considering <laughs> most of the world was covered in water, it might just be underwater. That could be, yes. Yes, that could be. Unless you, oh knowledgeable goat, know where it was created or could have been created.
0: His head goes up slightly. So... <laughs> I love this game well i I do I do know where it was created. Uh, uh, um, uh, I think. I can't be sure. you know, sometimes they play tricks. Um, uh-huh. I believe it was created in the forges of Mount Brachill. It has a companion brother blade. Oh. If you want to destroy them, you'll need to find both.
1: What does the companion blade do, or does it have a name?
0: Oh, its name is Seligon, and it has been used in the history of the human lands multiple times to destroy demons. It's a very storied piece of equipment. I wasn't aware there was an evil twin brother over there, but apparently there is.
4: <laughs> and it likes us.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it does.
1: Any idea where the other one might be? Seligon? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, wherever he wants to be. I'm not sure. I have not seen him in decades and decades. So he's much like this guy. No, not at all. In that he goes where he wants. Ah, yes. In that way. Yes. That one way. (laughs) Yes.
4: (laughs) So any idea what, what misfortune could befall us with this sword following
0: us around? Well, how long do you have? I mean, the list is quite, quite long, and if I go one by one, it would be quite a long time for me to uh, explain it all. What's the worst that could happen? (laughs) Well, it could uh, call its next preferred owner to it. Mm
4: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because thus far, it's just quietly laying there. It's left us alone, and we've left it alone.
0: Yes, well, none of you have touched it, you see, and so... It's, it's still trying to decide if it wants to, to be a part of your band or not. I think we're lacking
2: an evil here. That's probably an issue for it.
0: <clears throat> probably, yes. Although evil things will go along with the good things just to get things done, you see. It happens all the time, especially to humans. Have you met any humans? I mean, please. They have evilness all over, and they just ignore it all the time just to get things done and be comfortable. All
1: right, that's uh, that's our captain you're talking about among
0: <laughs> Oh, pardon me. I didn't mean you specifically. He kind of uses his... his Paw and he says, I, "I'm so sorry. I didn't mean that. Not Captain's against you, not of course. Anymore. Captain's <laughs> not there anymore. Captain left a while. Ago. She she walked away.
4: <laughs> she had enough of the goat, the crazy goat.
3: <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Has all the crew gathered around this talking? Oh yeah, they're totally like they're weird. just they're just trying to figure out what the heck's going on." First there's a crocodile, now there's a goat. I'm just going to start.
3: Yeah, I know what happened, but we got to keep moving. Come on. (laughs) Just helping fix whatever I can fix.
4: So can we, we can ask, we can summon you forth from this rod and ask you a question whenever we want?
0: Well, I mean, I suppose, but I'm supposed to be giving advice. I'm an advisor. I'm not just uh, at your beck and call to answer one question here and one question there. But I suppose, technically, if you have the rod, I suppose you could do that, but doesn't mean I have to like it.
4: So are you saying <laughs> you prefer to just stay out of the rod and wander around a ship?
0: Well, it's quite nice here, isn't it? I mean, the <laughs> air is very fresh, and there's lots of friendly people who I bet want to pet me. <laughs> do you want pets? Well, you know, they're not bad. <laughs>
1: Right, well, crew, we have our, we have our mascot, apparently. Oh <laughs> Treat him well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well. Do you have any more of that carrot stew?
4: Oh, yes. There's plenty.
0: <laughs> Should I just go down to the mess hall and get it myself?
4: Sure. Help yourself.
0: Oh, excellent. <laughs> and he go- goes running down to the galley.
4: What do we do about this? <laughs> this goat? <laughs>
0: I hope he doesn't eat us out of the ship.
4: Yeah, he's going to eat all of our supplies. <laughs> that's, that's kind of what goats do, right?
1: Probably start eating this, the. Keep him away from the sub. Goats eat tin t- cans. <laughs> do not let him within ten feet of that thing.
2: We can
0: always put him back in the ride. I was
2: going <laughs> to yes. say, can we put him back, or does he have to go?
0: You'll have to go back. You have to figure out how to make him go back into it. <laughs> maybe, okay. maybe
2: just maybe just use the one and say, I don't need advice.
0: <laughs>
1: Okay, I'll, I'll wait about t- five minutes, um, assuming the goat has finished his stew and said, advice, oh, advice don't eat advice anymore. We're good for now. Uh,
0: after you say that, you hear him running up to the deck, and he's chewing. He's got, like, this big mouthful of, like, you know, I'm sure there's, like, you know, the greens of carrots are coming out this side, and there's, like – he's got, like – he, he's like balanced a bunch of like oranges and whatnot on the back of his neck. And he's running up and he says, oh, really? And he kind of tries to talk and all the food comes out. He says, you're done with me already? Oh, it's so disappointing. You short-lived species are just so impatient. Very well. And he kind of puts his paw up. I mean, his, his, his hoof. And you hear like a snapping like that, but of course he has a hoof, so you can't—he can't snap. But then, as he snaps, he sort of just gets sucked into the end of the rod, and it just kind of goes, and he—he he goes into the rod, and he says goodbye as he's going in.
1: See you later. <laughs> um, okay, that was weird. I, I would ask if anybody else wants to try one of theirs, but maybe not after that. <laughs> <laughs> at least we know how to put them. But at least we know how to put them back, so that's a good thing. Oh,
2: yeah, maybe next time, wait till we're like on ground, so we can like give them food that isn't gonna put us short on supplies. Let them
4: <laughs> graze a bit. Well, mm-hmm. one rod says I'm lost, but now I'm found. Uh. That
1: seems the least
4: harmful of one. Ones,
0: one says stop. One says I was lost, but now I'm found. And one says dark and quiet.
4: Dark and quiet. Oh, boy. I don't know. do we, do we want to try another one? <laughs> well, we are kind of lost. Maybe.
0: Yeah, I'm just worried
2: about, like, what exactly does found mean?
4: Maybe maybe it'll help does us that to determine where we are.
2: we learn where we are? Or does that mean someone finds <sighs> us? Because I'd rather... Well, we Elser is where we
4: are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, considering a a talking goat leaping out of the last one was the last thing that I would have thought, it could be anything.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God.
4: (laughs) Maybe we shouldn't push our luck. Maybe we should just wait and see how this encounter goes with the the lizard folk.
0: (laughs) Hush your mouth. Don't let them hear you call them that. (laughs) <laughs> I'm still, like, keeping an eye out for them as I'm, like, making repairs where I can. It's only been about 40 minutes, so he said he'd be back in an hour. Still impatiently watching. <laughs> okay, so are you guys going to put the rods back into the box then? Up Mine's up on my, the
1: ground. I'll put mine back.
0: The
2: one that's on the ground, did it turn back into the 3-inch rod, or is it still... Nope,
0: it's on the ground, uh, full size.
2: Full size. So it only becomes the 3-inch when it goes into the box.
4: Correct. So the so box we, has meaning, too. They're all four meant to go together.
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was like, this is a set.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which would lead you to believe they have some complementary form of usefulness or utility. Mm-hmm. I'm lost, but now I've found this one somewhat answers questions in a very confusing and <laughs> <laughs> attitudinal way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's not all knowing. He's just very knowledgeable. <laughs>
4: yeah. Very wise. But not entirely helpful. Like he's, he may not be the most helpful if, if he doesn't want to be.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but okay. I'm not going to keep it. You got pri- to pry the information out of him. I mean, well, it's he not, was, he, it, didn't, it didn't say, ask any question and I shall answer. It said, I need oh, advice. I need advice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You didn't actually ask him advice, you asked him pointed questions.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a knowledgeable goat, I'm sure if we need advice on something, he can give us advice. I guess. Uh,
3: yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think we just didn't have anything specific that we need advice with that we could think of at the moment.
1: Right. I think mean, we were all too shocked by seeing a giant goat appear that talks.
2: <laughs> yeah, but just a bit.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll have his time in place. I'm sure the time will come when we'll be desperate enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perhaps.
4: <laughs> well, these these other three rods are going to be. <laughs>
2: yeah, dark and quiet. I'm I'm guessing makes everything dark and quiet. That seems pretty straightforward. How much dark and quiet is up for debate? But I don't know if we want to find that out while on the ship. <laughs>
4: Yeah, or it turns you into a rock. I mean, it <laughs> <be anything. laughs> don't give the DM uh, <laughs> Um
2: And stop, I'm honestly thinking maybe it does exactly what it says it does and makes something stop if you point it at it. But I don't know if we want to point that at someone and use yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> stop might mean stop breathing. <laughs>
5: yeah exactly. yeah
2: i I'd, I'd rather try it on an enemy than a friend, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so yeah, we'll put them away for now, but at least we know well, at least we have an idea of what some of them do,
0: okay,
1: you no, know one does, so yeah, we'll take mm-hmm. those away.
0: My only last question is, are you going to leave the skull sword out there when you have the ship towed in to this new group of people you're meeting? We probably
4: oh, no, no I'm just putting it off for air right now, but no, we're definitely securing it, okay yeah.
0: I'm putting it out, you for
2: take it out So I get some fresh air. Right
4: I, am, I am. I am. I'll take it for a little. It's I'll, like a pet. I'll walk it around the deck. I'll, I'll put it on a little cart. And I'll walk it around the deck for fresh air every day.
2: Do you have Mage Hand to move it around?
0: <laughs> no, I can, just, I can just pick it up with some oars. <laughs> uh, okay. So a few minutes later, the Hawka comes back. And you see them swimming. And there's about 10 of them swimming very quickly in the water and they get relatively close to the ship and then they surface and you see that there are 10 of them and they look almost exactly the same as the one that was on your ship and uh, puts his arm up and there. he says, hail, it's a different one. It's not the young one that you saw. He says, hail, I understand. Do you need us to tow you in? We could use some help. Excellent. Wait here. And then they swim under the water. And then about five minutes later, you feel the ship start to be pulled and start to turn to the left, and then it's being towed in at a pretty good clip. Uh, you, you're not even sure how they're really towing it, but you know probably with ropes or something. But um, they're towing very fast, and after about 15 minutes of this, you see a very small island off in the distance the clouds are starting to clear up and it's finally stopped raining and you see a small island coming up once
3: i see the island i'm gonna call konos i'm gonna go over to the map and see if we can figure out where we were where the ship blew us and what island on the map if there is an island on the map we're going to
1: all right i'll see i'll do my best to figure this out Mm -hmm. And I'll start just looking, kind of looking around the area we're in and looking, comparing to the charts you know, that we've gotten, seeing if anything is lining up.
0: Based on the amount of time, I mean, you just barely came into the edge of this region,
5: mm-hmm.
0: theoretically, along that red line. And then you hit the storm and it blew you off course for several hours. Uh, but remember these hexes are supposed to be 3 mile hexes and according to this map even if 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 it's correct which you know you remember you already suspect it's not correct but even if it's correct there are no islands on this map where 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 you are right now
2: are we uh best guess um east of the first chain of like island and kelp or past that
0: uh, you're not there yet, as far as you know. Okay. so we're still on like the edge of that map. That's what it seems like. It's yeah. possible because of the storm that if if this map is incorrect in in if it's incorrect in the way that makes it much smaller than it seems, then it's possible you're actually in that big gray uh area of uncharted. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's much larger than it actually uh, was purported to be. In other words, if the hexes are actually less than uh, – smaller than three miles, then you would probably be past that, that kelp area, and you would be in that gray area. If it's much larger, if each hex is much larger than you had originally thought, then you're not even anywhere close to that.
1: I'll I'll mention to Emer and, and say uh, not that they seem untrustworthy or anything, at least not the first one we talked to, but we might want to make sure everyone is – Discreetly armed, just in case. Just in
4: case something happens. Let's compare notes. What do we know about the Haka culturally? Like, what we don't want to offend them, right? Do we know anything about their culture?
3: I haven't read a whole lot about them. I just know basics.
2: Um, Same here. They they, they they defer to their elders, and they're very
3: clannish. I'm just gonna tuck the maps, kind of into my cloak. Um, I feel like I don't I don't want to mark it on the map if they don't want to be on the map. Because if pirates or someone were to know they exist, that might cause trouble for them. But if we could update the map and they would allow us to put them on it, it might benefit them with trade or something like that. Um, But I would ask permission before we disclose their location.
2: Um, The other thing we can do is ask them if they know where the maelstrom is, the one that's on the map, which could help us locate where we are.
1: That would would give us a better sense of scale, maybe.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just tuck those away and bring them with me. Okay. Uh, they, They pull you until you are about a mile off of the island. Okay. And then they stop. And they come up, and the one that hailed you before says, Hail, you should drop your anchor here. There are some reefs, so you'll have to row in. Or swim, I suppose, if you're that type. Uh, we'll lead you in and introduce you. Okay. All
3: right. Thank you for your hospitality. Of course. I start telling everybody to drop anchor. And
0: okay. Uh, who who all are you taking with you?
3: The four of us, for sure. I leave we, the crew member.
4: I guess we don't even know how populous we or what kind of thriving know. city or town they have. Like, what kind of trade can we, can we do
2: with? Them? We might want to take two, two rowboats out, um... One with ourselves and one with some crew members so that they can bring back supplies, should it be possible? I
3: think that's a good idea.
2: You have to. And just in case we can take, say, because we have five harpoonists, so you can take two harpoonists and two other crew members who are strong enough to carry supplies back.
0: Yeah, let's do that. That's a good idea. Okay. So you're taking two
2: boats? Mm -hmm. Okay. We technically don't need the boats, but if we're bringing back supplies or whatever, it's better if we have the two boats. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Worst case scenario, we can send them back two and two when we can swim back.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, they will swim next to you as you go to the island. And as you come up to the island, you see that the area that you're approaching is a very sandy beach, but about 10 feet off of the sand, maybe 15 feet, is the start of a jungle. And um, you see these little green, furry creatures sort of uh, foraging and and burrowing around the bases of the trees and sort of eating and and you see other sort of mammal creatures and you see birds flying. Um, Obviously, these uh, haka are not scaring those creatures because when you look on the beach, you see that there are five haka plus the ones that are in the water with you. There are five haka. There is one that is standing taller than the rest, right in the middle, flanked by two others on each side. And the one in the middle has a uh, headband and some um, uh, adornments uh, on its skin, almost like uh, what you might think of like as a henna tattoo kind of thing. Um, in other words, it's obvious that it's not actually part of the creature's skin. It's just either stamped on or drawn on or something and it's it looks very ceremonial. Yeah. Um and they're standing stock still. They have not moved as far as you could tell. And as you come out of as as the boat sort of gets closer to the to the beach and you you come out of the water two of the individuals come and they help you pull your boats out and the other haka that were next to you Those ten haka, they exit the water, and most of them go, and they go uh, through a path uh, deeper into the jungle, Um, but two of them stay behind. One of them is the one that hailed you, and one of them is the very young one that you met the first time. And the one that hailed you says, "Uh, who is your leader that we can present?
4: Actually, we'll do a flourish and point to (laughs) (laughs) Emeran.
0: Ah, yes. Uh, uh, You step forward. And we will present you as the uh, emissary of the ship's people. Good enough? And the rest of you can follow uh, if you don't want to stay behind. Okay. And he he walks. And as he walks, he gets up to to the the group. And he bows a very deep bow to the, the one that has all the tattoos. And he starts speaking very quickly to the other one, obviously, in the haka language. And um, at the end, he sort of bows again, and then he turns to Immerin, and he says something to the other Hakka and it sounds like he says the word haka about 12 times in the same sentence. Um, but each time he says it, it has almost a slightly different inflection and so you can tell it's there's some different meaning to those things. Yeah. And when he's done introducing you, the one with all the tattoos puts his arm up, uh, puts his hand flat facing you next to his head. And he says something in the Hawka language and he bows his head and the person next to him, the, the Hawka next to him says, The mighty Hawka welcomes you to our island and to the Mud Swimmer clan. We have welcomed you. I'm going to
3: mimic the deep bow that the first one gave um, and say, we appreciate your hospitality. Uh, we don't know where we would be without any kind of assistance, and
0: uh, you've been kind enough to receive us, so we thank you. The, the Hawker that spoke to you turns to the one with tattoos and says a string of sentences, and the one with tattoos nods, and says something else. The translator says to you, we have prepared a feast in your honor. If you would welcome your entire group, or you can only, the few of you come, we have enough food for all. It is through there.
3: Again, I'll kind of nod and say thank you. If you would have us, I would like to invite our whole crew. We've weathered quite a storm and morale's a little low, so I would love for all of my crew
0: members to be able to partake in this. Uh, The translator says to him something and he, maybe it's a smile. You're not really sure because when he bears his teeth, it looks very um, dangerous, (laughs) but it seems like it's a smile as in, I, uh, you know, I'm happy that you, what you've said. And then he says uh, the Hakka are honored that the great father would bring us such distinguished guests to our small clan. We shall have a large party and protect and feed. And he bows his head a little bit more. What kind of vibe are we getting from these guys? Uh, You can roll an insight check while he's finishing up the talk, uh, speaking to you and saying that, and the translator is translating it. One of the people uh, that's next to him, does uh three loud claps and uh the claps sort of echo back into the into the the jungle and then you hear the sounds of music like the sounds of drums playing and the sounds of flutes playing yeah uh, that was a 20 non natural uh i mean it seems genuine it's hard to tell when you don't speak the language so but uh the body language as far as you can tell from what you what little bit you know about this group. Um, you know, being a clan based society that really, really relies on the clan, they the whole clan would welcome you and that seems in line with what you know about their culture.
3: Okay.
2: So also they don't look
0: hungry, so you know they don't you (laughs) know, you know, they don't look like they're starving or something, you know what I mean? (laughs)
2: Yeah. They don't look like they're gonna have us as a feast. Uh, Right. Yes.
0: (laughs) <laughs> okay. translate properly we are the feast <laughs> yeah. yeah what's on the menu <laughs> to serve man to serve half elf <laughs> to serve halfling to serve lutrinian been I mean, we since we've had
4: on the ship right we can't abandon the ship we gotta
0: leave some people behind so
2: yeah we'll have to leave some watchers yeah, yeah we'll so how, how much we'll of your
0: crew do you back. want to leave behind I'd say five okay
3: yeah, that's all ballpark where I
0: was at. So you Maybe had 16, you then... lost one in the storm, so that leaves 15, so you're having 10 come with you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So we'll send... Yeah, we'll,
2: we'll send two of them back with the two ships to the two boats to basically. Yeah. Okay. We can always take more food to the ones that didn't get there. Yeah. Or whoever gets drunk first goes back. <laughs> Fair.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, the retinue of the Haka leader, two of the people turn and they. Go and then he follows them, and then the two follow after him. And then the the ones that had come, that had come with you, the one that hailed you and the younger one, uh, they they sort of look to you to wait for you to follow the leader's retinue into the jungle.
3: Um, I'm going to turn to the younger one that found us in San Aquin. I didn't catch your name.
0: My name is Stet, Stet Mudswimmer. Oh, my
3: notes. <laughs> okay,
0: I can imagine what Karu's notes are going to say next time. Goat jumped out. Uh We met some crocodiles. That's going to be... That's that's (laughs) Stet. We thought they might eat us. (laughs) Um, Stet Stet swimmer is his name.
3: I just extend a hand to Stet, and if he grasps it, I'll just shake it and say thank
0: you again. He sort of looks at your hand, (laughs) and he looks at the other, the one who hailed you, the uh, person who's obviously older, and he gets a nod from him. And he kind of puts his claw out you know and yeah. he, but he doesn't he just sort of puts it out next to your hand he doesn't okay. really like touch it or shake it he just like you know so that your hand is out and his hand is out <laughs> um I do just kind of like fold it and say thank you uh he he's definitely like uh <laughs> he stiffens as you like grab his hand <laughs> uh, uh like not very
3: hard just kind of like very gently like
0: yeah, he um, he says, "I I I am already promised to someone."
2: <laughs> uh. Marcel is definitely laughing on.
4: You almost got married.
3: <laughs> My brain is probably as red as I am right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he says I, I I'm I'm I don't want to offend you. I'm really sorry. I I I didn't mean to offer an invitation. I'm unfamiliar with your customs.
3: It's definitely a different human custom, I promise.
0: You could see that the older haka is kind of turning his face trying not to laugh. <laughs> I'm just going to
5: go. I'm out. <laughs>
0: Lead
4: the way, Emeryn Mud Swimmer. (laughs) (laughs) All after.
0: (laughs) She's jaggers at (laughs) Axley. They lead you in about a quarter, maybe slightly more than a quarter of a mile, and you start to see that the path becomes this more sort of solid. You know, the path through the first part of the jungle is very. It's a well worn path, but it's really only maintained in so much as they don't have. Um, anything sort of encroaching out onto it so it's not blocked but it's not really it doesn't have a road for example but when you get about a quarter slightly more than a quarter of a mile in you see that the path is now a more maintained roadway they they've removed any large rocks uh it has some sort of it's it's got a sandy coating over it and the the other rocks that make up that that pathway are very smooth. There's no sharp jagged branches sticking up or anything like that. So it's a very well taken care of path. And as you go, you go about another quarter of a mile and it gets very wide. And then all of a sudden it opens into a humongous clearing. And in the clearing are, right in the middle of the clearing is an enormous hut that is made um, mostly of what looks like dried out Fronds and leaves of of large um, foliage, you know, branches and whatnot, stuck together with mud to make a, a more smooth, almost looking like adobe kind of uh, house, but it's enormous. And it has, uh, it has a deck around it, so it, you go up four or five steps, and then there's a deck around it, and there are some chairs, and there are two guards on either side of the door. The door is this very, very wide door. And around that central hut are five or six other huts that you see, and those huts are very much smaller, and they all have uh, little fires burning in front of them and in between two of the huts there's a small group of haka two or three haka playing musical instruments one of them is playing a little you know all, you know drums and one of them is playing a flute kind of idea and one of them is just sort of standing there and swaying to the music and uh, on the other side, there are, between two of the other huts, there are some other haka, and one of them is sort of painting the face of another one with, with some kind of substance. It's white, and they're painting their face, and uh, they're sort of, you hear a sound that you think may be laughter as they, you know, you're not, you know, haven't been spent very much time around these creatures, so you're not really sure what laughter is supposed to sound like, but you're kind of getting used to it, and you're pretty sure that the based on the cadence and the, and the joviality of those particular individuals. They were laughing and, and maybe talking to each other and telling each other a joke or something like that. Um, the retinue goes into the very large tent, the, the very large uh, structure, and you can see that inside this large structure are uh, three enormous tables set up uh, in a U-shape. And uh, they have there's food all over these tables. And uh, as you as you walk up and you're about to go in um the two haka guards actually step in front of you and and put they put their their spears down and they say they say something in haka and uh, the one the one young haka says oh we must wait until the haka is ready to receive you before we enter the dining hall it should only be a few minutes there is a ceremonial change of clothing i guess you would call it so a few minutes go by and then uh, you see that the, the Hakka comes back out and comes back out of a side room and he comes and he sits at the, the U part of the table. So it's not really a U because the tables are long rectangles, but there's two on one side and one sort of uh, at the end of those connecting them together. so it looks like a long U shape. The Hakka is in the, sitting in the middle of that table on the other side. and you can see that, uh, he has behind his ear a very, very large, very bright red feather, and as he sits, then the haka remove their spears, and they let you enter the room. And the translator from before says, uh, the haka would be honored if you would share the head table with us, and sort of motions to chairs on either side of the haka. The haka is the name of the species, but it's also the name of the leader of the clan. That's a, it's a referential title. It's like calling someone your honor if they're a judge, or you know, doctor if they're if they're a doctor. So w- when they say haka, they're actually referring to the haka, the leader of their clan. He's the one with the red feather in his ear. Okay. Let's take our seats. So you all sit.
2: Yeah.
0: We'll let Emran go nearest the haka. Yep. Okay, so Imran is going to sit next to the Hakka. The translator needs to sit next to Imran. So Imran will be in between two Hakka.
1: I'll sit next to the translator.
0: Okay. <laughs> Imran didn't like that. <laughs> I
3: didn't like that, no. I've already proposed to someone on accident.
2: <laughs> uh, At least you got that
0: out of the way before you tried to shake the Yeah, I that's true. Uh so um so as just about as soon as you're all sitting down, um the uh the rest of the the hawka start the rest of the clan starts coming in and they're sitting on both sides of the tables. So the the two side tables uh are there are hawka that are sitting facing each other and they're um they sit nobody gets food yet. But they all sit and they sort of have their – they have these um, weird kind of like little plate things. They look like enormous leaves, but they're they're more stiff than like a regular leaf. But uh, that's what they kind of use as plates and bowls. Do um, so they have and, to
2: like pile pillows for um, Axley
0: and I? <laughs> um, <laughs> they actually uh, – if you, if you sit and you're too short, uh, they'll notice and they bring you – Several sort of wooden slats to to sit on uh, to to add to the chair to make the chair put you taller. Yeah, considering these guys seem to be like seven feet tall. Yeah, yeah. The table is really tall, and it, yeah, everything is made for their their height, of course.
4: We need child seats.
0: In fact, the it was the young one that was seven. You know, the the actual haka. The 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 clan elder, the leader of the Haka, he's about eight and a half feet tall. So double my height. Yeah, so <laughs> double your height. There would have to be like two or three of you standing on each other's shoulders to reach <laughs> its height. Um, so uh, w- once everybody sort of sits and settles, the Hawka clan leader gives a speech. What's what seems like a speech, and the translator is almost whispering it to Immerin. Like sh- the translator doesn't want to. Too loudly speak and interrupt the, the clan leader. So the translator basically says to Imran, uh, Haka is giving thanks to the creatures that gave their lives for us to have this bounty and to allow us to eat and sustain ourselves in these difficult times. And uh, the Haka pays homage to guests that come. And so you... Have to fill your plate and take one bite first, otherwise, no one will eat.
3: Are they done talking? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna start taking food and then very self consciously.
0: (laughs) Uh, As soon as you take food, Everybody else, all the other haka, start filling their plates. But you could see they're watching you intently, and they fill their plates. None of them will take a bite yet. Yeah, once I'm done. Okay, as soon as you take a bite, they all sort of they sort of like almost like put their heads back and do like a huzzah, you know, kind of thing <laughs> all together <laughs> all at once, and then they just start piling the food into their mouths. I mean, they're just like shoveling it in. <laughs> at least funny. you didn't make them wait. <laughs> <laughs>
3: to say, this is kind of Emeryn's nightmare. <laughs> She's not liking this all.
2: <laughs> didn't, didn't really think it was going to get this. This Yeah, thanks for putting me right next to them, Marcel. So. <laughs> oh, hey, you're the captain.
5: Uh, Guest of honor.
0: Uh, so uh, various Haka come to, uh, as they as they're sort of finishing up, you see that they come and they say something to the head. Uh, haka and you don't know what it is so the translator doesn't translate it for you um oh, and then uh,
2: there was something i wanted to do um, yes while they were doing like the whole introduction or anything uh, at the beginning of the meal mm-hmm. i'm gonna lean over to Ac- uh, axley and be like you can, you can cast comprehend
0: languages right would that yes. let you understand what they're saying
4: it doesn't let me speak it right just hear
0: yeah I think you understand it but you don't necessarily let's check real quick I don't have that card out let's find out let's make sure for sure for sure also our entire well most of our crew is here right yeah they they came in and they are sitting in various there's at least two of them together at each spot there's no one that's separated <laughs> um but they are but they are sort of split up it's not the whole crew yeah. on one table
2: right forced to mingle with a bunch of people who can't speak your language yeah <laughs>
0: let's hope we don't have any cultural offense your your crew doesn't care they're like getting a really good meal
3: (laughs) i was gonna say at least we get food like a
0: decent something Mm -hmm. uh comprehend languages for the duration you understand the literal meaning of any spoken language that you hear you also understand any written language that you see but you must be touching the surface on which the words are written it takes a minute to read one page of text the spell does not decode secret messages in a text or a glyph such as an arcane sigil that isn't part of a written language.
4: Okay, and how long does it last?
0: Uh, one hour.
4: Oh, I definitely will cast it for, for the duration of dinner then.
0: Okay. Uh, the, the people that are, the, the haka that are coming up and speaking to the, the clan, the head of the clan, when they are done, they are thanking the head of the clan for allowing the hunt to occur that brought the food and for blessing the for blessing the clan with the, the food and they ask that the clan leader give the great sea father thanks for allowing the clan to continue. That they almost they say that and it's almost it's almost verbatim right? Every single person that comes along says that. It's very sort of ceremonial. Uh, it's almost like when someone sits down to do a prayer and they say, you know, thank you, Father, for I have sinned, blah, blah, blah. And they kind of all start that way. And, you know, they they all sort of have this script that they are saying to the, the clan leader. Okay. And he responds to all of them the same way. Uh, he says, you know, the, the great sea father recognizes you and appreciates your hard work would um so
3: i obviously can't hear this but we meant we heard him mention uh the sea father before would we have any inkling as to who that would be referring to
0: in terms of like no but the way that they're using it it makes you think that that's just their deity or something
3: okay so not like straw or uh something no probably
0: would not be one of your okay God, so like it's it but it it is being used in the same way that like you would thank Goros for right you know, something. So once once every single Hakka has completed their meal and come up to the chief and said that you know, gone through that interaction, they go sit back down and then they don't eat another thing while they're sitting there. They're just talking to each other. Uh and eventually it gets to the point and you could see that the Hakka are all kind of looking around and making sure that you're all done eating. And they're kind of waiting, and then the chief gets done, and he 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 looks to one side, and there is a, one of the haka over there, beats a drum three times, and everyone quiets down, except for your crew members who don't necessarily quiet down as quickly, uh, as
2: I make a motion for
0: them to like. <laughs> <laughs> they eventually catch on and and they quiet down, um, and the haka clan leader stands and he says. And now, I mean, so the translator is telling this to Imran and the rest of you, and then, but Axley can actually hear this. And it's pretty close to what the translator saying. Uh, he says, and now, with the feast over, the duty has begun. Let us celebrate, and let us celebrate when the duty has returned. And he takes the red feather out from behind his ear. Very large, bright red feather. And he takes it out, and he sort of holds it in his hand with both palms facing up, and the feather is laying across his palm. And he turns to Imarin, and he mm-hmm. presents the feather to Imarin. I'm looking at the translator. The translator <laughs> translates for you what exactly what he said. I take it. And when you take it, all the rest of the haka, they huzzah again. Oh God. And and then they sort of get up and they start to there's some of them are still milling about and sitting and talking and some of them get up and they go leave and eventually you know after a few minutes you hear that the music is playing outside again and you hear them talking and being jovial and uh, the clan chief says we are so thankful that the great sea father has brought you to us we are we are redeemed and rejuvenated and we appreciate the duty that you are undertaking.
3: I don't like that. What's the duty?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: everyone is. Um, what exactly is this duty that you're talking about?
0: Uh, the 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 Haka chief. He looks almost stunned that you're asking. He says, "Oh, uh, I I uh I thought you understood. I I thought you were told uh, why." Uh, why the feast uh, would occur. Um, uh, uh, let me let me think about this. Uh, and he he snaps his fingers twice, and uh, uh, an assistant comes over, and he says something to the assistant. And actually, hears him tell the assistant to get uh, to get Stet and Jubo and bring them back. And uh, and a few minutes later, uh, Stet the young one and the one who hailed you. Uh, who who towed your ship in? Come into the room, and the clan leader goes and speaks to them, and basically tells them, explain to the ship what is happening here, what the duty is, and why we need this, and what what the what they have accepted in return for <laughs> the ceremonial feast. And he's he's sort of actually you can tell the way he's saying it, he's sort of chiding them that they didn't make sure that you understood what was happening first. Uh, and then he turns and he, he looks at Imran and he says, I am, this is an unfortunate happening, but I believe there are no accidents. This was meant to be. And I hope that after hearing the situation, you will agree to undertake the duty. And then he sort of nods at you and then he leaves the room. He goes into the, one of the side rooms and I
4: think they have a quest that needs doing. <laughs> my friends.
0: <laughs> Jubo and Stet come over and, uh, Stet is, uh, he can't look at Imran. He sort of looks away. Um, and, and he says, kind of... uh, I, I'm, I, this Jubo will, uh, tell you and
4: what he set us up for. <laughs>
0: Jubo says, "I I misunderstood. I thought that Stet told you what our needs were. We are we are a clan that is dying, and we have uh, come, let us sit. can we go outside? I will explain everything, but the water is a wonderful. Calmer, I'm on. and he leads you out, and he he walks all the way back to the beach so you can actually see your ship. And on the beach now are some logs set up, and there are some haka sitting, and then there's another little band playing drums. They're much more silently; they're not extremely loud. And there are some uh, other haka dancing, and there are some haka drawing things in the sand. I mean, they're they're having a party. Um, and jubo says for uh, for many generations we were a fertile clan and the Hakka were controlling this island and many more and we were prosperous but we have not had a we have not had a successful breeding season in 7 generations and we are he looks over at stet and he says stet is the youngest of us and was a gift to our clan from another clan. But our clan itself has not had a successful breeding for, well, since me. I am the youngest that is of my clan, and none of us can produce eggs anymore that stay alive. And we fear that our mud incubators are poisoned or changed or have been destroyed we don't know what happened but we need to establish a new mud incubation area or or we might we we might not subsist but it is not so easy as just um, there is a enemy in our current reproduction incubator I'm sure you don't understand because this is not something that you understand but if If we do not have offspring, our if if we do not have offspring, our clan will die. We will all go to the great coral in the sea. We will all go to the great homeland, and we will cease to exist. And our prophecies said that a ship would come after a great storm, and it would be full of uh, different kinds of people, and that they would they would help us. By, I don't know by what, but they would help us.
4: Well, well, it sounds like our coming has been foretold. Here we are.
3: (laughs) Emeryn is very quiet for a very long time. I don't think we worship the same deities, but the one that I worship is of the sea as well. And the Great Storm was probably a push from that deity in this direction. So as long as my crewmates agree, we will help. In whatever way we can. I don't un- exactly understand what's going on, but I understand the implications. And I don't think any of us would allow that to happen.
1: Konos perks up at the mention of a great coral.
3: And says, I was watching you I, when that happened.
1: <laughs> like, I will, I will certainly offer whatever aid I can.
0: And just as you are agreeing to do this, you hear screams from where the... Uh, where the haka are the ones that we're drawing in the sand, and out of the jungle comes rampaging an enormous dinosaur oh, that no. <laughs> that has a red underbelly and a a ridge on its back and enormous teeth.
1: Oh are boy! Are you joking?
0: and it puts its head back and it makes the most sprinting. horrible screeching sound ever and the Hawka starts immediately running back and trying to pick up like anything rocks and whatnot and throwing it at them and that's where we're going to end
1: oh boy ah.
0: <laughs> crap where are we <laughs> Welcome to you're to on try. an island
4: yeah wow okay it's
2: their it's their uh
0: ancestral form
2: <laughs> it's just a big
3: haka it's fine yeah,
0: yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why they're throwing rocks at it they're playing tag
3: <laughs> yeah it's just the angry neighbor that never gets invited to the parties yeah he's just grumpy
4: <laughs> and they say there's no such thing as a free meal
2: <laughs> right.
4: Uh, I mean, we're about to be the free meal
1: <laughs>
4: well ironically
1: we were worried about getting eaten by and, and uh, now here we go I'm not the right one <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we're dessert <laughs> yeah.
0: okay so we have a few minutes to do a debrief so so you're almost ready to level up to level 5 after we beat
3: the dinosaur I would hope we level <laughs>
1: we survive, if we survive this if,
0: if,
3: if, if we, we survive, survive this it's, um, it's a good thing I prepped all my spells for a fight
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I want to make sure that uh, everybody is actually ready to level up to level five. I feel like uh, we, we've been doing a lot of talking and not a lot of other things, mechanically speaking. And it's not that I think that uh, sessions need to always have a battle or something like that. That's not what I mean. But just in terms of I know that a couple of sessions ago, maybe three sessions ago, uh, David, you had expressed uh to to us to me to the group that um you felt like you didn't you weren't quite sure exactly what actually could even do in some cases
4: um but it seemed like i think specifically it was like level three is where you get like a real heavy uh, serving of like new abilities and spells yeah. right I don't, is level five more
0: of that or is it uh I mean, it sort of depends on your PC, but uh, level five, what happens is this is the first level where you're going to, your proficiency bonus is going to go up. So you're going to get a big, huge boost in power. Um, and All so our casters also get third level spells, right? Yeah, the casters get extra spells. So um, I just want to make sure that I don't do that too soon for you because we haven't had a lot of opportunity to use a ton of the spells and um, from my perspective, it's not important that you use every single spell at least once. Like, that's not the goal. The goal is to have fun and tell a cool story and be interested in all that. Um, but I, but. You know, the thing is, I know that for some players, it is important to be able to use all of those things. So I just want to check in with everyone and make sure that that you're OK and comfortable with, you know, what what the powers that you have and, and the things that you have and the abilities you have and and how you might exploit those in the future uh, as level ups occur.
4: Yeah, I mean, I actually have been able to use some of the abilities that have been on the leading edge of the last level, okay. which is it's kind of nice, it, I, like it kind of as the story progresses, and you get more tools. You rely on the newer tools, I think, because they are more more useful.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think level level five or not the, the spells that are are going to be unused more are the ones that are still remaining in the background. I think. Okay. So I don't think I, I have a problem with the advancement.
1: I feel. I mean, I feel pretty comfortable about um, what I've got. Uh, I mean, and everything I've been using so far. Um, I was sort of. Sort of mapping out maybe some kind of future directions for 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 my for Kono's as far as like what sort of th- abilities and things to kind of look at getting, uh, but now that we've gotten some of these magic items, that'll actually kind of accelerate that process because now he can actually fight in melee combat fairly effectively with the trident and the the delta giant strength he's got. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be that'll be fun to play around with now for next time. Um, I had originally taken Shadow Blade to kind of Overcome the, for the fact that you know, I don't really get any kind of major weapon proficiencies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going forward because or whether to or whether to, to swap it for something else. Um, we will try it out the next time the next time we you now this with this next encounter we're going to do and kind of see like how how well it works. Okay. Uh, but it's like, like When I got the Trident, like when I got both the Trident and the Belt of Giants, I think, okay, that kind of makes Shadow Blade slightly redundant. So possibly <laughs> I could look at something else. But uh, yeah. I, st- I still, I picked it because I want to, tr- because I'm curious, also curious to try it out and see how it, how well it works. Mm-hmm. So I've, I figure I might as well get at least get some use out of it before I say, okay, well, let's let's swap this out.
3: Okay. Cool.
1: The, the biggest thing for level five for me is going to be what invocation do I want to go with next? Because right. I've got so i've got a couple of things that like that could either something that could either you know just a couple of things that could help me personally or something that could help the whole group with some, with some environmental things we've got
0: okay what about you nina i feel fine with it
3: um being that i've been looking through like the third level spells like excited for the next level up because there are a couple third levels that i really like um, that i think Emrin will take full advantage of um and you know, looking through all my spells, uh, I like being a cleric cause I can pick them every day and I have pretty much unlimited access to whatever is given to me. Okay. Um, so I've been looking at those, reading them over, seeing what they do, what's required. Um, and I think in this next encounter, I'm going to try a little bit more of, uh, the buffs and debuffs, uh, like bless and bane. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. but, um you know fighting from the back a little bit but also with the new mace coming to the front uh after kind of bolstering everybody else up i think is a good strategy for emrin and um you know i feel relatively comfortable going up to the next one okay karu any thoughts um
2: mine's probably going to be about us uh on that level i get one new spell and two spell slots for level three so it's probably going to be looking over my spells see if I want to switch anything because I believe I can switch one spell at least and level up
0: um um, Why are you so whiny? The cat, the cat is like, oh, I have some ideas. Yeah, he's
2: got lots of ideas. Most of them involve him getting fed. Yes,
4: exactly. <laughs> your familiar
2: demands
4: attention. That sounded <laughs> like level five persuasion.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's been he's been whining for like at least an hour now. <laughs> it's getting dark earlier, so he's like, "What my food?" Yeah. And I'm like, "No, it's not your feeding time yet." He's like, "But the sun." And I'm like, "I don't care." <laughs> um but yeah it's pretty straightforward for me in terms of leveling to five honestly i think the interesting thing is going to be when we hit six for me because then i get uh new class okay i get to get i get to play a bit more with the whole storm sorcery thing which is right cool
1: yep so and and actually you'll be level six will be an important level for you because you'll get spells from any literally any any caster spell list you want at that do i
0: no Actually does. Actually does. Oh, I- well, that would um, be a hard
4: buffet to choose
0: from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, so the w- the other reason I'm asking this is because um, I'm estimating that there are probably going to be six more sessions on this particular story arc, and that probably sounds really, really fast to you. But you basically have the majority of the information you need, and you know where you're going, um, and so it's going to happen pretty quickly. That once you actually sort of get to CalPort, it's going to be like, boom, okay, we know exactly what we need to do now because we're going to compile all this information that we have. Uh, Not that it's predictable, but um, it's relatively predictable in terms of what things you can find out and and where I think you're going to choose, although you might surprise me. Um, So here's why I'm bringing that up because that puts us right at the end of December, maybe the middle of January for finishing this particular game. And then we have a choice to make. And, uh, and well, so, so actually before we get to that choice, so what that also means is that by the time we get to that December slash January timeline, you're probably going to be level 10, maybe level 11, okay. uh, which means the the, um the leveling up is also going to accelerate so that you can actually meet the challenges that are going to come at you at the end of this thing um so just so i'm just kind of putting that bug in your ear cuz i want you to understand that um we had a really slow start in terms of leveling and now you're kind of you're you're just going up the hill and it's it's going to be an exponential rise at this point um so you might want to look ahead the next couple of um levels and just sort of get an idea of where you see yourself going uh, in terms of that so that by the time we get there in a couple of sessions you'll be you'll be ready for that um, so the the other questions that then we have to ask or that we have, we have to answer is at the end of at the end of this once you've sort of figured out everything and you've tried to resolve this entire issue that sort of fell in your lap um, now the question is, do we continue playing D&D? If so, do we continue with these characters, or do we make new characters? And if we don't do that, do we play a different game? Um, because it's interesting to see how different different groups end up playing different games. And so that's a question I want you to think about. Number one is, do you want to stay with this group and with me in this stream, you know, basically every other week on Sunday nights um, after we finish this this arc, or do you want to leave the group, which is a valid answer and nobody will take it personally. Um, and if you want to stay, do you want to stay with D&D or do you want to explore other games? So that's the, those are the things I want you to think about.
4: Okay. All intriguing possibilities. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, so many options.
0: Yeah. So
4: what other games, are you leaning towards anything in particular? Are you thinking of any...
0: Um. Oh boy. I, I have no idea. I mean, I have a bazillion games I would like to play. I, and the reason I am not I'm not going to. Well, so I'll, I can mention some games. Um. Uh. There's a game called Over the Edge, which is a it's a sort of paranormal. You're you're sort of modern people, but you're on this weird in this weird continent. The the world has like paranormal things that occur. It's almost like a X Files kind of universe kind of game almost. Um. It's been around a long time, but they just released a sort of revamped second edition. Uh, then there's um, things like, uh, oh boy, geez, I could name Brazilian games. Um, there are there's uh, powered by the apocalypse games, which is sort of uh, runs on a whole different kind of 2d6 type of system. There's numenera type games. There's uh, you know. There are sci-fi games. I mean, I I sort of, the thing is, I don't want to necessarily make the decision. I would, if I have players, I would rather say, okay, well, what genre do we want to play? You know, what what kind of game would we all like to play? What kind of setting would we all like to play in? And I'd like to sort of go from there. And we could all explore a new game together, if that makes sense.
4: Wow, okay. So, yeah. yeah, a lot of options.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to narrow it down at this point to a specific game necessarily because, I, I mean, there's, first of all, a lot of time in between now and January. But, sure. um, you know, yeah, so.
4: <laughs> and, and I'm sure we'll be in a different place in January too in terms of experience and how, yeah. how, you know, how we've enjoyed the game so far.
0: Right, yeah, exactly. So um, I know not everybody plays as many games as I do. I know Karu plays a lot of different games. Um, but I mean, I don't, a lot of people have only played D&D and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if we wanted to stretch out and try different systems, we could do that. I'm totally open to that. Uh, if, if we voted to do that,
1: I mean, I'm, I, I'm enjoying this and I mean, I generally enjoy playing D&D and D a lot, but I mean, don't have as much experience with other types of games, but there's, mm-hmm. those, there's other ones I wouldn't mind trying. So yeah, if there's something good that comes up, I'd be, be open to that.
0: Okay. Excellent well i mean we'll take we'll also take like an official tally and we'll figure out uh at the end of this thing you all might hate me so <laughs> i say screw it i'm not playing with that guy anymore
2: <laughs> that better not happen too bad i'm still your dm in another game Ooh, yeah, <laughs> <Leverage>. yeah. <laughs> i'm have to kill off Taito. <laughs>
0: um there was one other question that flew out of my head uh is there anything that you um, – so i me only put it this way. I have now thrown a metric crap ton of lore at you. <laughs> and um, so I, I think I, – I guess here's where I'm going with this. Um, eventually, you are going to make it to Calport, at least theoretically so, um, and they have a library. So I think what needs to happen is we keep a list of the things that you want to look up at the library and you need to send me that list. That way I'm prepared for it. When you ask me about Ian Tarsus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: That list is going to be long now. Yeah. It's um, long.
0: I mean, I have that list and it's probably
3: a page long. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah.
4: Don't forget to add the goat to the bottom of it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah.
3: That's on there. That's on there. Okay. No, I'm, I'm hoping most of it gets answered before we get there, but, a couple things. Yeah. For sure. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know.
0: Yeah. Okay. Anybody have any questions for me?
2: Yeah. I'm just really looking forward to seeing where the, the stuff for that sword you gave me is going.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. So. (laughs) I'm really enjoying all the parallel plot threads and things going on. It's not just the straightforward story, but yeah, it's, it's widened quite a bit, which is great. And I, I really been enjoying just the, like, even the exploration of the magic items, it's very cool, as opposed yeah. to just saying, here's the magic item, here's the text from the book. Mm-hmm. It's all unveiled for you. There's no mystery. I, I really like the discovery. That's really cool. It's exciting.
0: Yeah. So, on, yeah, go ahead.
1: I was on, on the note of magic, I, I was still pretty surprised when you, like, just gave us all this, like, really – Pretty high level, high powerful, high powered stuff. Like, oh, that's that's some interesting stuff to be getting at fourth level. But when you're hearing you say, like, Oh, we're going to essentially be on like an accelerated leveling schedule mm-hmm. going forward, like, okay, that kind of makes sense then, yeah, because we're not going to maybe have as much time to like explore and find stuff like that as we might normally wouldn't. I guess, I guess, my one thought about you know the notion of like oh, in, in six sessions, essentially, we're done with the story is that like we might, we might not have like as much time to really appreciate, um. All the all the the world and the and the mm-hmm. lore and stuff, um, but mm-hmm. you yeah.
4: know, well, it's and that's going to leave us. It's going to leave us uh, with so many areas we wish we could have explored. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to it's going to feel in many ways like we didn't get to do so much of the things that we hoped to do.
0: Right? That's. Um that's a feature and a bug, right? Like that's, it's a bad <laughs> no, thing, but it's also a good yeah. thing. Right. But that's sure. why I said at the end, we can also vote. And you know what, if everybody wants to still play in this setting, then we'll just continue on. Yeah, I, I, I could see that being an option. Just yeah. like if, if we're not, if we feel like we're not done with this world, then mm-hmm. we just
2: keep yep. going.
0: Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah. That's that, that's on the table as well. <laughs> okay, <laughs> That's kind of where I stand as well. Cause as much as I want to explore like different games mm-hmm. um this one has to be really wrapped up and <laughs> it, i think it's partially because it is my first like real mm-hmm. dungeons and dragons like this is my first character um like i want her to go places and i have several ideas about where i want her to go and when you said six sessions i was like oh yeah, I wonder if this will happen. But again, it kind of depends on how everything ends, how everything wraps up, and if mm-hmm. I feel like it's a satisfying ending, and Emeryn is like happy, and there's really nothing else. <laughs> you know, it, I don't want to say there's nothing else to do, but if I feel like it's a sat- satisfying ending, I can see us moving yeah. on. To something yeah, I don't end. think yeah. we'll
4: ever reach a spot where there's nothing else to do. But yeah, it's right. like Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Is it, yeah. Is, it sat- yeah. is it a satisfied wrap up? That's exactly it. So Sam, you you right. cannot Game of Thrones us.
0: well i mean you got you basically you know i i sort of riff off of you guys all the time right like i don't like those magic items i didn't have those created at the beginning of the game and said oh eventually they're going to get these i like waited for okay i'm i kind of know your characters now i kind of know your opinions and how you're working and i know sort of I can now work in some lore into these items that will be meaningful to you. And so now I can, now I can create items and if it's not meaningful to you yet, then it will be (laughs) because (laughs) now I know what exactly what you have and what that thing is going to do to you. Um, Because all magic items have a drawback, right? There's mechanical drawbacks and then there's okay, but now there's this influence in your life that is, is noticeable. Right. And and I didn't send those magic items to everybody. Right. So uh, Marcel, uh, Karu is the only one that has the information about that sword. And, you know, uh, Konos is, you know, Matt's the only one that has the information about the robe and the trident and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, unless you choose to share that with each other, you're the only one that knows that until it comes out in the game. So and basically those things by the end, it's designed to those things will come out. So cool.
1: I, I think my goal in this for this was gonna be basically you know, survive with my own mind and personality intact at this point. <laughs> now I've got a couple now I've got a couple different things kind of pulling
0: on some of those threads. <laughs> There's
4: a lot of people in there now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. you
0: know, A little bit. Perhaps. Perhaps. So well that's why like when I say six more sessions, this is only session ten. So six more sessions from now is you know, that's still. I mean, if if you feel like we've only been playing for a week right now, then saying six more sessions and we've done ten sessions that doesn't sound like. But if you think, well, we've been playing since like June. Yeah.
3: That's yeah. funny because I was talking to my brother today. I was like, yeah, we've done probably six or seven
0: sessions. It's been ten. Yeah, ten sessions. <laughs> yep, wow. Yeah. <laughs> All together, yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Anyway, all right. Well, thank you once again, and thank you for those people listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope to heck that you are enjoying this. I hope that you're enjoying it as much as I am. And uh, so everybody say goodbye.
5: Bye Bye.